0: Welcome to the Victor Collins' Subway podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a big hand clap. Amen. You are very, very welcome to Out of Ministry Conference 2024. Let's share a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for um, today, tomorrow, Saturday. Thank you for 2024. Thank you for what it promises. Thank you for the hope. Thank you for the uh, inheritance, the blessings, and the progress that this year is already bringing. I thank you for this conference, our third year running. I thank you for everyone who's here. I pray you speak to our hearts, you affect our lives, and that you not allow us to leave your presence the same as we came. Let these three days be a transformation time, a time of transformation and preparation, a time that, Lord, you will take us from the miry clay and set our feet upon the solid rock. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us and affecting our lives. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. Don't you say a big hand clap and you may be seated? Amen. You are welcome. I, I know you are going to be blessed these three days. I know God is going to take you further in ministry. Hallelujah. Now, um, welcome each and everyone and welcome, especially my dear brother and his lovely wife, my sister, Sam and his dear wife. Isn't it beautiful? Always solid around here, isn't it? God bless you and the team that they came with. Um, this is, this is why we are even here in the first place. Ministry, the focus, the attention, and the emphasis on ministry. You realize that many people do not see ministry as it is supposed to be, or do not treat ministry as it is expected to be. Amen. So we are here to learn. I tell you anybody, we are here to learn. And so you, you have to be writing something down. You know, some of you are used to coming to church and not writing anything down. It means that you are living very much the same way you came inside. <laughs> I don't want you to leave the same as you came. That's also not God's purpose for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, before I, I, I start, I go on, um, we, we have some surprise for you, maybe in the course of the day. and maybe this year, I'll tell you when the surprise comes, all right? But we have the loyalty series. Loyalty series. Amen. Is, is, is it, loyalty is very, very important. Faithfulness is very, very important. Can I have some more bees? or oh, that's all the bees you have. A little bit. All right. Something like that will work for me. Loyalty is very, very important. Faithfulness is very, very important. Do you understand? And sometimes we... I like to go into the details of things so that you know people understand you get it and, and some of the details is just because of understanding I, are you following what I'm saying oh are you here yeah, yeah. you will see that there will be a conference about ministry and people will show interest in it meanwhile they are in ministry Do you understand? And then you also have people who say they will come and they won't come. (laughs) I'm sure if you're a pastor, you experience those people around you. you They're everywhere. Now, faithfulness is very important when it comes to ministry. Are you with me? Because, for example, if you were not faithful, you would not be here this morning. Actually, there would not be any conference. Can you imagine that we came here and then I'm the only one here? It won't be because I didn't do my work, it is because there were no faithful people. Are, Are you following? Because it takes faithfulness to respond, to be there, to be consistent, to be unchanging, to be constant, and all of that surrounding the ministry. Hallelujah. And so you may not, you may not even see it. You may not even see it. then maybe it is not a forum for that, but you see people who um, have left ministries and have left churches and, and they're saying all kinds of things on social media. I, I I don't remember the last time when you resigned from a company, you put it on social media. It's only in a church world. I see. They say something from where I was born. They say that God He takes time to shy his brick. I said it in Creoleese then. Uh, I was going to say it in English, but I said, no, no, no. Let me say it in, in Creoleese. God takes his time to shy his brick. He takes his time. or oh, he takes his time. Is it the same? Is that the same thing you say? Yeah the brick. Yeah, thank you for the correction. Uh, it takes its time to pelt the brick. And so many people look at the taking of time and then they think that oh, this thing that I did or this is that I'm doing there's no repercussion. <laughs> but there is. There is nowhere you resign. ExxonMobil fires you or terminates your contract. Then you come and put it on social media. And I say, look at what the, the, the company has done to me. It's only in the church that you see people vent their venom and their wickedness on social media. And it is always one side of the story. Did you hear what I'm saying? It is always one side of the story. Because if you today, God forbid, was to leave the church and you go and say something. I also have something to say about you. There are two sides. And in any relationship, there's nobody who's perfect. So as you are going out there to bring out my dirt, don't forget that you also have something there. Are you following? And so let us not trivialize or play down the fact that faithfulness is one of the major keys in ministry. If tomorrow, God forbid, you don't want to be part of God's Grace International Pentecostal Church, just say, you know, Pastor, I'm very happy for all the days and the years you have been good to me. Um, and like people say, God is moving me on. It's a new season. <laughs> when God was speaking to you, we're not there, so we can't challenge you. And you say, thank you so much. Even if you have a thank you card, you just bring a thank you card and say God bless you, and then you go. And then when you go, anybody who sees you is like, ah, why you left? Oh yeah, you oh, know it's, it's it's God is do, yeah. It, there's no problem. I don't have a problem, with Pastor Sam. There's no problem. With his wife, nobody's a good church. It's a great church. That's where I was brought up. As I was trained. It's just time for me to go and do something else. That's that's how it should be. Because do do don't forget that no matter the Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth that also shall he reap so when you think that you have changed and that it is in your good or is okay for you to change and to vent out all the poison and all of that you are deceived your constancy, your commitment your faithfulness should be revealed in the fact that no matter the situation, you remain the same. That's why we have divorces today. Because you get to a point, you say, you know what, I can't take this stupidness no more. You have changed. Because as for marriage, there's stupidness inside. Or nobody told you that. Well, I'm telling you, if you didn't know. (laughs) It is your inability to remain consistent. That's what makes you take the negative decisions. Are you processing it? I'll say it again because I saw you you're processing it in your head. Yeah. It is our inability to remain the same. That's why we change our minds in a negative direction. Are you with me? So in this classic book, I'm sure almost all of you have it. But I'm still talking about it <laughs> because I'm sure you don't read it. You're on your status more than you read these books. <laughs> your social media more than you uh, uh, have fellowship with these books. So loyalty and disloyalty talks about favor. In fact, um, I I um, I think I'm doing a a series on these. You know these. Uh, what, what do you call it? Banners that you put on social media. And people say, God is going to move you forward. <laughs> and then they write their name. So we're also trying to do the same thing. So what I do is that I take the points from this book and I put it out there. Uh, I mean, I think that people should also know these things. Then I think I, uh, one of those days I was say, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody that I know around for a long time who started following the course and have some questions. <laughs> I decided not to react. But I said, you know what? Maybe let's, let's, let's have a, let's go to a, a sidewalk cafe or where do where you drink coffee on this place? Oasis Cafe. Rafael, you know places. <laughs> <laughs> let's go and sit down. I thought Prince would have gotten it right, but remember, I've got it. It's it's outdated. Ah, brother, that's old school. (laughs) Is it Taraja? Yeah, let's go there, sit down, and then, you know, try and maybe we should talk about it. Because if you see a quote about a disloyal assistant, what you don't understand is that it's a whole book of other things. So the balance in the message, you will not get it because you're probably just seeing one thing. But you have to understand where it's coming from. Do you get it? And so people, people, people always frown on loyalty. People always say something negative about loyalty. People always think that you are cheating me if I don't have to do this. If I don't. People think it's cheating. Why doesn't she sit next to Esther? You get it. People think that this. People think that that. It's like, ah. <laughs> Why? Why can I not say? Why can I not speak? Why can I not this? Why can I? Like, like that. Uh, but then the thing is such that it is negative. Are you following? Are you here? Uh, you should be here. That's how people come to church. They, they don't listen to anything. <laughs> <laughs> like like minding people business. <laughs> uh. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, loyalty and disloyalty. I'm sure all the hundreds of people who registered and said they will come. You see, my understanding when you say you are coming to a conference that you are part- The conference is Thursday to Saturday. So you are coming today all day. Tomorrow all day. Saturday half day. We we'll go, we we'll prepare for our church Sunday morning. No, but some people think that it's tonight they will come. <laughs> yeah. Some people, they register and they say, oh, no, no, I'll go tomorrow. Tomorrow is, tomorrow is March. So I, I, ain't got, I ain't got nothing for do. I'll go to the conference. Yeah, You, you should see people tomorrow because it's a holiday. So, so you see that as long as work is concerned, you will not do what you're supposed to do. Faithfulness is very important. If God is actually depending on somebody here today, the person is working. Don't you think we should talk about faithfulness a lot? Yes. 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 So, the mother of all the books, Loyalty and Disloyalty, if you don't have it, please. I think this is your season for this book. And there you have those who accuse you. A, a, a young boy I raised. Actually, pick him up from uh, Sophia, and then six months later, I put him on one of the nicest aeroplanes and sent him to Bible school. He was in Bible school he, because he doesn't have headspace; he couldn't do the school the course. That's what I would say. So we had to, um, you know, you know, church. We are always trying to be nice. So we had to make him feel like he did something. So we did some nice something and then he came back. He came back, he was with me. And then there was a witch who was interested in him. I don't know how many of you pay attention to the things I say. (laughs) But any girl in the church who moves from man to man has a devil. In the church. I mean, we are in the church. And then this girl is going around liking men. In the church. To me, it is not scriptural. The Bible says that he who finds a woman finds a good thing. So if you are not found and you expose yourself that you have an ulterior motive. There's something wrong about it. That, 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 that. Your ability to want to, that, there's something about it. Just like the other day, I mean, it's only two ahead. Some young man starts coming around, he likes everybody, calling them, I want to take you out. I want to take you out. You, 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 you see, you see a fool around because. We don't come I said it a few Sundays ago that we don't come to church for all the things that many people come to church for If you want a car please go to Yokohama <laughs> Go to Akbar You want money go to the bank and ask them that you want a loan you want a house lot? Go to Ministry of Housing, register, and be on. Go and see the minister, and, and say that you 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 squatting or you're homeless. Something. Those things we don't come to church for them. We come to church for God. We come seeking God, seeking His righteousness, <laughs> seeking His kingdom. That's why we come to church. It is in going after that that all other things are added. We don't come for the all other things. We come because of God. If you don't get it, you make a mistake in the church. So you have this young lady who, several guys, including some of the guys that, there's a particular guy who said he doesn't even like the girl. And the guy, the way we know him around, it, people used to make fun of him. If he says he doesn't like the girl, it means that the girl is very, 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 her value is very, very low. <laughs> So this is my boy that I picked up from Sophia. Six months I bought a plane ticket for him to go to Ghana. The, the, I, I, I believe he has not had anybody show interest in him before. So he managed to do some quiet and secret uh, things with the girl. And then I found out, I tried to guide them, I tried to advise them, they didn't listen to me, so they left the church. They went away. And then they got married. I wonder who can do that to me. That you you left the church and you came to my church to marry. I wonder who can do that to me here in this country. I wonder. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You can't just come here and just get married. No! even though we are marriage officers by the state and all of that, we just don't go around praying for people to get married. The pandits and those out there, they are are there for that. You see, that privilege is attached to our ministry. And so we use it with wisdom and with integrity. Do you understand? So that's why I'm saying that I don't know who can come here and tell me that they won't get married, and I got nothing for do. And I is marry them people. Nah, not nah me. Somebody else. <laughs> so they left the word somewhere. Then they got married. Then they put it on social media. Then they they they, they threw hints. It's because pastors are not very pastors. Don't have integrity. I mean, if you're going to talk about the art of ministry, which we're going to talk about, it's a big subject. Ah, But how can somebody who you don't know, it's just like when you have to go and bury somebody that you don't know. How can you, what, what are you going to say? But people accuse. People accuse, you see, if you look at it, if you're on social media, you see a lot of accusations going on now. It's, it's not very good at all. Accusation is poison. Yeah, it, af- it affects you. You, you. you seem to go into sympathizing with a person. But there was one one of the bishops who was who was, who was dismissed. Okay, we met him the Maldives in the middle of nowhere. I'm telling you, if it wasn't this church and the and the bishop that I have, I would never, I don't know when I, where, why am I going to Maldives? I'll go to Barbados. It's closer. I'll go to Tobago it's closer. Why should I spend money to travel to America about five hours? Then from America to Qatar. Doha. Qatar. About 14 hours. Then from there, another four hours from there to Maldives. What what, 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 what are I really there on? I go to Tobago. I go to Shakuramas. I'll go and, go and bask in the sun. I'll go to Jamaica, Montego Bay. I'll go to Dominican Republic. I'll go to Belize. I'll go to Panama City. There are places you can experience, oh, blue, blue water. I'll go to Africa, I'll go to Ghana, we also have blue water. Or St. Lucia. Why, why, why should I go to Maldives? So we went there. They proceed, and when, is it when our father meets us, many of you who don't know, when our father, the bishop, when he meets us, it's always to prune us to move forward. So, issues come up. And you know, many people feel they are okay. And Karen, I here? many people feel they are okay. And they are very surprised when we see something about them. Many people don't expect you to say something about them that is not nice. Or to correct them. Let me use that word. Many people don't like to be corrected. But in our in our in our family, we have over the years tried to make correction a normal thing. A normal thing. Because the Bible says, if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. So correction is something normal. In fact, we, we laugh at you when you are being corrected and you have reasons for what you, why you did what you did. We laugh at you because we realize that he, he just came around. <laughs> because you are, not, you, are going to, you are not going to say anything to change the correction. Or you are trying to fight the correction. You are trying to say, oh, no, you didn't do anything wrong. But, but the thing is clear. It's, 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 it's factual. So over the years, over the years, over the years, when you see that I've traveled to somewhere it's not on uh, it's not to enjoy You <laughs> went to Maldives for a week come and see island, the, the whole island is the hotel when I saw we were going to Sheraton Hotel I thought some 20 story building oh no 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 it's the whole island flat houses, villas With every, every villa has a swimming pool behind it you don't have to go and jump into a pool with enough people no 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 you have your pool right behind your house and then, if you want to, you'll be there. If you want to swim in the sea, then after that, there's this uh, uh, wall, and then the sea is right there. So, if you feel like you're, you're a seaman or whatever, you can go and just jump in the sea. Beautiful place. Three course meals. Yeah. 150 bishops from all over the world. Yeah. Now, I can tell you something. When, when we were told that you arrived Monday, and then Saturday morning, you leave. Anybody who wants to stay extra, is on your own cost. You see how the number of people who wanted to stay, how they found another hotel to go and stay inside. <laughs> it tells you that the place you were brought to is not for children. <laughs> yeah. You see how many people were looking for a low budget to spend one or two days and enjoy. But the one week I'm telling you, even though our father said we were going to, um, you know, going to do one or two business and then the other days would be enjoyment, it was business throughout, <laughs> and it was okay to us. It was normal. It was it wasn't something different because when you pick up a case, oh, you be surprised. It goes, uh, goes uh, It goes sir. it goes sir hallelujah. Yes. Uh-huh. So, correction, bringing out issues, talking about things, is a normal thing. If you're not used to it, then you not like our church. Because it's better to know your state than to move around thinking that you are something that you are not. Uh, are you with me? Yes. So it's a book, a nice book, those who accuse you. Then you have those who are dangerous sons. Those who are ignorant. ignorance. So, I didn't finish what I was saying, isn't it? Okay. Are you following? Are you expecting me to finish it? I should go on. <laughs> so, we went to this place, business. And this bishop, he came up. And there, the issues were too damning. Yeah, no, it was too much to have an idea of the issue, of the issues. He was actually, as we were there, he had been dismissed four times and taken back. Which company dis- dismisses you four times and takes you back? A <laughs> phrase. It's only the Church of God. So, so. Now, this guy is on social media. He says that he's the chief orangu. He's representing orangus. He's the chief. And he calls our father. He calls him by his first name. And they are look, going around fishing for information. And they are bringing things out. They are say, things that you actually don't understand. They are bringing things. If you, go, if you follow those guys, I'm telling you, you'll be affected. Though. You leave the church, I'm telling you. And uh, quite a number of people have left our churches all over the world because of these people. Yeah. Because the things they say, the half-truths, the lies, which our father, nor the senior bishops, or some of us bishops, we are not willing or ready to go into it. Because that's not not the case. As we were in Maldives, me, my case came up. Oh, whose case doesn't come up? Then you are not a bishop. If you, if you become a bishop, it's more trouble. <laughs> I'm telling you. If you don't know, when they, when they say, I'm going to consecrate you, say, Oh, please, I'm okay. I, I'll take the reverend. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah. You see my glory, but I don't know my story. <laughs> Issues. So he, he, he had been dismissed four times. I was taking back. To write the, 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 his, so that, that tells you his, the, the history. I mean, if you see a CV, friends, of somebody who has been dismissed four times in a company. No, 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 no. no, You're almost good for nothing. No matter how much you spill venom on social media, on your record, it's four times dismissal. So what do you really have to say about your previous employer that we should believe you? We should rather, we should rather say, oh, you, you are blessed father, because there's no company that will fire you four times and take you back. You are lucky. And above all, when we went to Maldives. Every bishop paid their ticket. He didn't have money to pay for his ticket. So somebody paid for his ticket to come, to, to, to come there. So one of the questions that we're asking is, so if you're a bishop of a church and you can buy a ticket and travel, why are you a bishop? What, what is your use? then he went into all kinds of craziness so we, d- we decided as the bishops council to fire him because when I was asked to come to Maldives I didn't go to anybody for money I found myself there and so the 148 or 49 bishops So how come you, somebody has to buy a ticket for you when you say you are a bishop oh, you don't understand what I'm saying in our church when you say you are a bishop it means you have money it's like when you say you are a big man if you are a big man you should have money I say, if you say you're a big man, you should have money. If you say you're a big woman, you should be opening your own door and say you're a big shot. You can't be a big shot and live by your mother. Or live by your, your girlfriend, mother. And you say you're a big shot. <laughs> no, 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 it's not like that. So in our time, you say you're a bishop, it means that you have money. So if you're asked to come to the moon, you don't have to ask anybody for money. Yeah, no, 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 GoFund, no, no iPad, no, no. You, you, you show up. Can you use that to uh, uh, check yourself if you're a big man or not? With all the air that you have around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you say you're a bishop, it means you have money. Number two, you have people. A bishop without money and people is not a bishop. Oh, so you can easily be removed. And when you are removed, then you feel you feel so bad. You go on social media. It's clear. You can't be a big man if you can't, you don't have your own space. You can also not be a bishop if you don't have people and money. Because yeah. it's, it's people who bring money. Mega church means more money. Is that not what is in the book? Yeah. Now he's on Facebook. He says he's the chief rebel. He's a chief orangu. You united something of Orangus. That, that's what he's saying on Facebook. Yeah. You united Orangus. And he's a convener. He, he, he has taken the seat of a rebel and an Absalom. Somebody who was dismissed four times. Now, if you, if you follow his things, eh? you, 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 you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I heard he got uh, access to Somebody's resignation letter, and he puts it on Facebook. Where do you put resignation letters on Facebook? And people, people are so wicked enough to to share information, like, like some people around. They're feeding them with information. So it makes it makes meetings quite uncomfortable now, because you don't know who is who. It's <laughs> true. Amen. Those who forget, yeah, the boy forgot that six months he joined the church and we sent him abroad. He he forgot already. Telling me that I change vehicles. I a big man. If I change vehicles, what's your what's your business? said big man. He's a little boy. He's the one who shouldn't have anything. <laughs> I change the vehicles. Like he, he's giving money for change vehicles. <laughs> the money last. those who leave you. One of my uh, girls in the church wrote me a letter. He said, Bishop, I'll never leave you. You are my pastor. I'll be in this church forever. She's not here. (laughs) Please don't write me a letter and say you are with me forever. (laughs) You just come. Just keep coming. (laughs) Those who pretend. Yeah. Those who pretend. People give you a face, but that's not the real. Uh, it's very, very serious. The, you see, these things don't help ministry. It doesn't help church. Because if we are doing, if we are relating and you are not real, it, it, makes, it makes everything we are doing useless. Because one day, it will show up. One day, it will come out that this thing is not real. It will show and then when it shows, then it makes the whole relationship some way. Are you there? So it, it's good to be real. If you're angry, just say you're angry. If you're offended, just speak it out. Don't, don't come with a face. Are, are you there? Yeah. Don't come with a face. Or smile. When the smile is not real smile. It's, it's, it's not It's not right. Amen. Alright, so, you know the books. If you don't have them, please make sure you get them. Amen. Now, this, this season we want to look at the art of ministry. The art of ministry. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're taking off now. It's a little late, but it's okay. So, for example, some people said they, they want, the, some people register for a different package where I think the, the folks are going to provide meals. Now, if you, if you did that and then you don't come today, you're just going to waste, <laughs> you're going to waste food. You're going to waste money. So, I hope they will adjust themselves and make sure that. Because we have about 80, 80 people who registered for Yeah, eighty. About eighty persons who register for the. I hear they call it VIP package, which comes with meals. And so, if the eighty is not here, it means that tomorrow, if you come, you don't get lunch. You shouldn't blame us, because you didn't say you were not coming today. So we are actually not expecting you tomorrow. (laughs) You you see how how it is. So faithfulness is very important. You you have to you have to with. It's, it's, it's three days. The packages for three days. And all the time you get, you get news from people who say, so if I don't come the three days, how much will it cost? <laughs> if you pay lesson fee and you don't go for lesson one week, you don't get discounts? <laughs> you don't get discount. First Corinthians chapter three. verse 9 says 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9 the Bible says that for we are laborers together with God you are God's husbandry you are God's building according to the grace of God which is giving unto me as a wise master builder as a wise master builder the um this this master builder is from the greek word architecton architecton which of course we got architecture or architectural from amen We got architecture from. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I hope somebody's not crazy at the back there. (laughs) Okay. So, according to the grace that was given to me, um, um, uh, as a wise master builder, that is an architect, an architect. Now in Guyana, we hardly have use for architects. <laughs> because one thing I love about Guyana is that Guyana, most Guyanese men can do missing work. So we build our own house. You get steel, you get stones, you get cement, you get sand, you have a plan, you build. In fact, the approval if you go to the city council or these ndc's the the approval plan i have always been very surprised the plan they approve is not the architectural plan it is nothing elevation easing elevation and and something and that's it so the, the the side of the house the front of the house and I think the back of the house that's all Oh, are you following? So this building like this, they were not interested in what, they just wanted to see the back, the side, and the front. That's all. Then they approve, give you building permit. So we have, in our church, because of our standard, we we, we have architectural drawings, floor plans, electrical circuits, stage plans, Doors, ceiling, we have all of that. None of that is, is necessary. They on the front, the side, and the back. That's all. That's all. That's that, that's the building permit when you apply for a building permit. That's all they ask for. So architects don't do plans for approval, it's draftsmen. Yeah. And I can I can even make a confession. I had a guy who was doing architect at the university. He did the, those things for me, and I just sent it, and I just approve it. They didn't ask, who is this? Is he qualified? Does he have a, 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 a license? No, 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 no. As long as they see the front, the side, and the back, they're good. <laughs> Approved. Approved. But the Apostle Paul here is saying that he was given a grace as a master a wise master architect. It means the nitty-gritty of doing ministry work. So he goes on to say in verse 11, we'll come back in verse 11, that I have, no, Even me the verse we've not finished it. I have laid a foundation and another buildeth thereon. I have laid a foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. So, architecture design of the foundation. Let me tell you, this foundation that you are, you are sitting on, you wouldn't believe. Oh. <laughs> well, we started. In fact, I won't tell you the negative things about the building, but only the positive. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should tell you. Yeah. One, okay. You, you see that the people who started the foundation, they didn't align the building well. So that this building is not straight. And so the things around it. It's like you also have to not make it straight to make everything straight. <laughs> <laughs> because the man come they, they, they didn't say okay where is the boundary let me take the distance from the boundary they just came and said, oh the boundary is there okay alright they, they do something they square Josh do some square square and they put a the foundation. at the end of the day the building is not straight you, you see it if you, if, you have, if you have good eyes <laughs> As you are hitting here, we are enjoying. You don't don't see anything that's not straight. Are we? Ah. He was given the grace as what? A wise master architect, a builder. And when somebody is given, is called into the ministry, and he has a grace to, to, as a master architect, then it means that, Charlie, if you are called into ministry, you need to look for those things. You need to acquire those skills. That is where the art of ministry comes in. Because ministry is not just the front, the side, and the back. Yeah. Ministry is not just the front, the side, and the back. Because if it's just the front, the side, and the back, then all those architectural drawings, all those roofing, uh, if I show you, if I show you, 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 you'll be bored. When you look at the drawings, pages of designs. And you ask yourself, so what is this for? It's because you're not an architect. Because you're not a, a wise master builder. So you don't see what is here. So the foundation as we are on. We need a foundation. I mean, when I talk about my foundation, many people don't even understand. The foundation is high. One other thing that I, 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 I didn't understand was we're building this building. And, and I've learned so many things from building. If I'm building another cathedral again, it it, it will look a little different. The columns, you see that the door is short. So we should have probably raised the columns higher. I wish I could just take the whole thing and just push it up a bit. (laughs) It's finished. That's what the apostle said. You should be careful how you build on the foundation. That's why it can be hot here. Because technically, this thing should have been like twice the height. You see that there will be a lot of good air circulation. Because the steel columns were short. So, we should have extended, not not the curb wall, but just the the, the base that the steel is on. That should have gone up again. And then we can just stay down. So, you see the the base of the steel like on top of the, the, the second speaker at that height. And then we are up. Which is another design I saw in one of the countries where we built. I think they discovered that the thing was short. So they, they, they did that. When I saw it, I said, "Ah, I should have seen this thing a long time ago. That, that, that's why God gave the apostle the wisdom to be a master architect. When you are building your house, you can build it. But when you finish and you talk to somebody who is wise or who's experienced in building, they will tell you things that you wish, you wish you knew before. When I was building, when I was building my house, I, um, I, I copied from you know I, got, I, I took the idea from somebody that, um, you know, why don't you build apartment, two apartments? You live in one and you rent one. Airbnb, get a little cheese. You know so I said, "Wow, it's a good idea. Why not?" Following money is a something else. Oh. <laughs> so, I designed a plan to that effect. And as I was building, building, I got to a point. Then I got, I got consecrated as a bishop. Then I asked myself, who am I going to share this compound with in this my state. Am I willing to bring somebody into my yard that I live on one side and they live on one side? And I'm a church man and my business is out. When me and my wife we hollering upon each other and then they hear me and they go out and say, Oh, that bishop, come mm, and how he's caught up in the house. <laughs> you know how people stay. So I say, you know what? This rental thing in this same yard here, so at this level, at this level, maybe if I was a normal pastor, maybe I would have tried it. That, as the head of this mission and the head of this organization, I don't feel like I want to share my yard with somebody. Which meant that now I have to convert the building, which was two apartments. It was Massionette. What I know from Europe is Massionette, which means that the bedrooms are up and the living room and the kitchen is downstairs into two like that. Everyone with a garage. So I had to convert that whole thing to one house. Oh, Jesus. Oh, much space. But then I had to go to the roof before I could move in. And I wanted to move in. So I cast the floor, first floor. Even the casting. Charlie. When it rains, water comes right into the house. (laughs) (laughs) By the grace given to me as a wise master, builder. So I had to hurriedly go to the first floor and roof the first floor. When I got the estimate for the roof, I said, Jesus, me want no roof. I want concrete. Concrete. You just mix and you pour and I got roof already. So I went for the, the first floor. I went for concrete. Hey! That one too, when the rain water has come to the floor and it goes down again. When we move into the house, we, we did one room. One, you know, like a, an apartment section. We did that and then we moved in myself, my wife and a, uh, our son. And one day we were sleeping. It was raining. Charlie, come and see water dripping from the wall. Hey, I've, I've done painting, I've done ceiling, light, we are inside enjoying life, and it is raining, and I see water dripping on the water. It's a water has seeped into the, the concrete floor, and it's now dripping on the PVC ceiling, and it's finding somewhere, that is when I got a lot of instruction about water. Water is something else. Water gives life, I can kill you too. There's a lot of things that, comes, that water comes with. Now, I had to put another layer on the top, which means that the weight on the building now is, is becoming more. But I'm in there quiet. When some trucks pass my, my, my road, I see my building do shake like that. I say, hey, Jesus. <laughs> hey. When they come, the double axle. You see that the building Lord, please have mercy on us, oh mercy on us. God forbid, if it's not strong, yes, God forbid, God forbid, God for God for really build. <laughs> but that is it. If you don't know how to build and you going to build building without seeking so is see, it? Well, when I was building the design, you see the balconies, people have grills steel grills on your balcony. And I, I, because of the design, I had quite a few balconies. Stacy, are you there? I have quite a few balconies. So when I checked the cost of the steel, you know, these people who do <laughs> this, world, this, they'll give you 2.5 million estimates. <laughs> when I did it, Calculation, I realized that the steel is a lot of money. So, when I was passing somewhere, and I saw that their balcony, the veranda, is just cement, the blocks they raise up, and it, do, it did a ledge. So, I said, Oh, that's, that sounds reasonable. So, I went back and I told my mason, Don't leave that space because I'm not going to pay a welder money for steel and come in. If it's grill and it's cement blocks, what's the difference? I put all my cement blocks all over. All over. All over. So where you need it like a grill, I don't know what the grill does. Beauty? Sure, yeah, inside is beauty, not outside. <laughs> I put blocks all over. My house is fully blocks. I said, wow, it's cheaper. Sometimes I see people they build. They see the balcony, the grill is not there yet. They are waiting for money to go and fabricate and come and put it on. I done with me blocks a long time. (laughs) I done, and I have come to realize that as for building a house, there is no, there is no, there's no sense in doing all them fancy things. It's just money. I saw a plan on the East Coast, the fence wall. My fence wall is very high anyway. I don't like them, cha tents. I don't like them. So it's high. One day somebody said, You live over there? I said, Yeah. So oh, you're from Africa? I said, Yeah. So that's why the walls are high. I said, What do you expect? <laughs> In Africa, we believe that your fence wall is your first level of defense. If I have high walls, I don't really need grills. But there's no fence. The fence is low. Then you are reinforcing your house like camp street jail with grills. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't have grill doors. Because I'm frightening nobody. nobody. Ah, the door, window, grill. You're jail. No, no, no. The, the, the fence is high. So at least... Once you jump, there are no use a thief. By <laughs> yeah, default, that one there's no negotiation. It's when the fence is short, you can make a mistake and walk in the yard and think that that's your road, right? But if the fence is high and you come in, oh, it means that you're a thief. It's, it's clear. And you'll be beaten and you'll be killed right there in the yard. <laughs> No, I've learned so much as I've been building. I'm telling you. Even the fence. So, the fence, I saw a a, a plan on the East Coast. They do a circle in the the fence wall like that. And then they put grill inside. When I saw it, I said, wow, this is nice. And when I checked the grill cost, I said, blocks is cheaper. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Yes, blocks is cheaper. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Then I said, "Oh, text is nice." <laughs> National Hardware a bucket of text is thirteen thousand. I'm talking about the art of doing something. Master builder. <laughs> National Hardware text, For those who don't know, text, is the, the paint that has these rough, rough, rough things in <laughs> the Used to be 9,900. Now it's 13,000. National hardware. They don't have every color. They give you two, three colors and that's it. So you see that in Guyana, you see a lot of colors are prevalent. There's no option. If you go to Continental, you can get any color you want. A bucket is (laughs) 20,000. You get it? Now, I have a guy who. And the trial test people let me tell Prince, you, you don't need to go to school, just learn how to do trial text. I'm telling you. In Guyana, you in Ghana, you don't need school. I'm telling you. If you see, if you do school, 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 school too much in Guyana, you you I don't know where you're going with it. In Guyana, you need skill. You'll be like the teachers <laughs> and you'll be going on strike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pastor Samuel is an experienced man. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on strike. Your money is not enough. I got a guy who has been charging me a particular amount for trial text. They charge per bucket. And the bucket, they can use the bucket in half an hour. I came here and I think somebody was talking to me and they said, trial tax. And the guy they were talking about, he charges $12,000 for a bucket. Equivalent of the price of, of, the, of the pain itself, and one bucket he can do it in thirty minutes. So if he does ten buckets a day, that's why you should go and uh, uh, demonstrate prayer and a chant that you want to join. Doesn't make sense that you have the skill to let people know how to calculate man, uh, one plus one, and then your salary is, is somebody who just uh, has not been to school works one week and has your monthly salary. So somebody, I mean, it's it's, it's fantastic. The guy charges twelve thousand to put one bucket of tractors on the wall, and he can do that in thirty minutes. If he does ten buckets a day, it's hundred and twenty thousand, Rafael. No tax, no NIS. If he falls and he dies, he's dead. No insurance. It's okay. No need to protest you need to have, even living in Guyana, you need to, to, to be skilled to live in Guyana. Not for example, we, we have not been, because of where I came from, I'm not into this give, sharing out things in the church, giving rice, things, but I've been here for 18 years, and now I have I've realized very late that we should, we should give people rice in the church. <laughs> yeah! They put the rice back under the chair, and you see the people are like saying, yeah, yeah! they like that church it's not a message you preach in Guyana it's not how nice your building is it's what the people get in Guyana that's why they come to church yes. so we have started sharing rice flour and Markwell, <laughs> Markwell. <laughs> and what pampers black beans. And you see how excited the people are. Yes. I didn't like the food for the poor. I didn't like the matah. <laughs> even the, even the, 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 the word poor. We yeah. are rich. rich. One day I was preaching like this in church and then there was a young girl who was writing notes and I saw the cover of the exercise book. Donated by food for the poor, I said this thing can't come to this church anymore. This exercise book cannot come to this church again. You were there. How, how do you have an exercise book that is donated to you? I mean, it's it's too it's too much. Yeah. Then when we got our building in East, East La Penitence, I was looking for chairs because the plastic chairs. When, when, when it's ministration time, anointing service, and I pray for people, then they break, they break, they break the chairs. They say the spirit has entered into them, and they break about five chairs. <laughs> five chairs per service. So I say, you know what? We need a chair that when they fall on it, they would rather break their head or break their head and not a chair should break. So a church member told me that. Food for the poor, I'll get chairs. I said, where is that? He showed me. I said, all I need is a letter. So I sat and I wrote a fancy letter. I said, Reverend Collins, I, said, I signed a nice fancy signature. stamp." I went to the place with my letter. When I went, there was a young lady at the desk. And I said, Oh, I have a letter. I want some chairs for our church. I have, some, I have a letter for it. And I stretched out the letter like that. The lady put her hand back said, We are nothing. My letter is like this. i watching, she saw. I feel shame. <laughs> 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 from that day I said me I don't need food for no poor <laughs> I don't need it And it has been like this for years until recently um, I went to see a pastor and when I was coming out of the pastor's office the pastor asked me if we, we, we just give things out in the church. I said, nah, not really. Then, this pastor had food for the poor uh, uh, boxes. Plenty in the church hall. He said, oh, I mean, we have things we share out in the community and all of that. So, you know, if you need some, you can, you can let me know. As I walked out of the office, I said, Lord, thank you for teaching me something after 18 years. Then I said, I'm not going to call the pastor because I have inside connections. I can get every month if I want. <laughs> so I press the button. Hey. When they brought the rice. I said, yeah, guy, eat the rice. Oh, it's, it's too much rice. <laughs> because you should come and see rice. If you are goat here is eating rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in Guyana... You need to be smart. You need skill. Yeah, no, you have to you have to pray for the grace to think be a wise master builder. Yeah. I gave I gave a contract to a mason to do some plastering for us. We agreed on the price and everything. When he showed up, the people he brought I said, are these your workers? Yeah. He, if you look at the people he's working with, you can see that he's going to give them some little 5000 at the end of the contract. 4000 at the end of the day. And then he keeps all the money. When you're going out, you should watch him. But when I see that, I don't even want to give them the money that we agreed on. <laughs> There's a guy called, a uh, short Indian guy who came to assemble this whole steel work. He came... We had had quotations. So when he came and he gave us his price, it was quite cheap. I mean, not, it was millions, but cheap. Yeah, millions too, but it was cheap. It was the cheapest quote. So we had a meeting about it and we, we agreed and we gave him the, the contract. When the day came, he came with three boys. One is called Plantain. <laughs> Charlie, you see that these people, they are from the Baghdad. I tell you, he said, yeah, but I put it so. Yeah, so. No, 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 so. No, so. He does that for half day. Then he goes away. Next morning, I realized that, Charlie, the money we gave to this guy. Hey! hey, I, feel, I felt so bad. I, I, I wanted to even fight this guy. Because, you know, when he came, I thought he's coming some big people, some... Ten workers, he came with three guys. One of them was called plantain. He was the supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> he climbs the top. He, there's no machine. He climbs. He climbs the, the roof. And they pull, they take rope and they they, they tie it to the, the sheet and they pull it up. I said, but my people, my, my guys can do this, this thing. And that's how you see a lot of corruption goes on because. If I can do it and I'm giving the money to somebody, then why don't I just take the money and then let my people do it? That's what you have that order in the system. Because when you see in, in Ghana, when you see what people are doing and how they are doing it, you can do it. You can even do it better. Far better. In the ministry also, you need that kind of mindset. You need that kind of skill to be successful in ministry. Guyanese ministry is, is something else. Yes. Apart from all the ministry experience you have, in Guyana also you have to. I'm te- and I, I say this and people don't think that I'm insulting them. Nobody will call me for anything except those who really have eyes. If, if, they put, if they put me next to a famous person who doesn't have anything much to show, they will choose a famous person above me. See, tomorrow night, one of the old pastors that I've known for many years is coming. He's, he's going to be one of the speakers in the evening. He was asking me if we have a projector in the church. I said, by the grace of God, we, we, we do. <laughs> it's a, it a very interesting question to me. But it, it tells you Maybe how people even see you from afar. Is that whether we have a we have a multimedia projector? So I I think we we we, we have yeah yeah, we do (laughs) 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 we have to go and borrow some and use (laughs) yeah. Hallelujah. And for some of the people who are coming in the evenings, it's, 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 it's even more of more of what, what God has God is doing rather than what they have to offer. It's more of that. <laughs> it's more of that. Yeah. When you're invited to a church, you're invited for, for several reasons. It's not necessarily you have something to offer, but maybe your, your, your name even on the church banner is 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 good. <laughs> If so, I'm inviting Reverend Raphael to my church and if people see those, oh wow! Not necessarily that a person is coming to because the other time I was saying that I should find an Indian pastor who is very good and bring him here. Not because I feel maybe he can do but maybe, maybe, maybe some Indian person here will come because of the name I want to put on the banner. <laughs> so you, 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 may, you may never know why you are invited. <laughs> you should learn that. Hallelujah. And so the dictionary says that an art an art okay is a skill acquired by experience. A skill acquired by experience. Study or observation. So an art is a skill acquired by experience. Study all observation. And I believe that if we are going to do ministry, we have to really be skilled. We have to be good at it. The difference between trial text and, and, and plastering is small, it's little if you are applying trial tests on a wall and you are plastering the, the difference is negligible it's not so much of a difference of course I've had amazing uh, uh, try to do the trial test work who has never done it before and I regret it because when you finish it wasn't trial test, it was just paint so I had to bring somebody who does trial test to take another bucket and go over it and see the trial test with my eyes then I learned that trial test on the wall is an art it's a skill acquired by experience as it's a skill acquired by experience JB, yeah I know you work late, but you can't be sleeping in my class. (laughs) And so, we need that in the ministry. If we are going to do well. Hallelujah. How many want to do well in ministry? Now, my, my story is not so sad. But sometimes, you know, I wish... Some of the things were not in my story, but it all makes you. All things work together, isn't it, Revi? All of those things come together to make, to make you you. The saddest part of my story, sorry, not the saddest part, but some of the things that I have not... Um, um, I had wished it was different. I mean, if you, if you sit me now, you interview me, you say, oh, Bishop, what, what would you have done different, or what do you wish... Would be different in your ministry. I will tell you the people who we train as pastors who left. I wish, even if they left, they should have gone to start their ministries. Yes, at least. It's it's just too sad that they were trained, they were given opportunities, and then when they left, they are not Christians any longer. Yes. There's one particular one who used to stand here. Very eloquent. Very eloquent. When he's coming to church, I smell his perfume from... He's at a foyer and I smell his perfume on stage. <laughs> yeah. He leaves the church. He's driving taxi and he's playing dance hall music. And people who know he was here and he was a pastor here, they sit in his car and they are wondering, who is this? And so in many meetings, I have said that I wish I would get an orangu who go and start a church. Because I have not had people who have really believed in ministry, And it may be, it may be something around. Should I say it again? I'm saying that one of the low sides to the work that we're doing here is people that we raise who one day comes up and say, you know what, I'm gone. And then they don't go and start ministry. Because when they go and start ministry, one day they will come back and tell me, I'm sorry. Because they will go through the same things that they put me through. They <laughs> say, so, Oh, is this what I was doing to Bishop when I was there? Yes, that's the same thing you were doing. Because <laughs> you rip it. Yeah. But they go and they are not Christians any longer. And so by experience, by experience, I, I prefer that you don't even be, be, be fruitful as a pastor, but just carry the name and still be around. I'll say it again. (laughs) I'm saying that the lack of skill acquired by experience, study, or observation, it must help you. It must propel you in life. It must propel you in ministry. And I'm saying that if you know how to do travel text, it's 10,000, 12,000 a bucket. It should make you have money in life. You don't have to go to school. All you have to do is just know how to do travel That is why when you see that sometimes there's another race, they raise their children early to be supporting them in their businesses. Some of them go to school. Those they take to school, they go on different paths. And people have businesses, their children are abroad and there's nobody to, to do anything for them. That is also another sad story. That nobody is interested in what you have built any longer. It's like you have to just dash it to a stranger. I'm saying that it is better you stay in ministry as an unfruitful Christian, unfruitful pastor, than to resign or leave the church and become an unbeliever. So, wh- one pastor... One pastor told me the other day that this pastor thing is not for, it's not for, it's not for she. Yeah, this pastor thing is not for me. I, I, are you serious? So what is what is for you? If the, this pastor thing is not for you, what is what really is for you in this life? What is really for you? Selling at the market? What what, what is really for you? If the call of God, Almighty God calling you into ministry is not for you, you are dead. You are finished. You are gone. But I wish that people believe in ministry so much that it will make them, it will make them continue even if they live here. And so the, the skill acquired by experience And study or observation is something that should help you. It should bless you. It should prosper you. It should make you do well. That's why we are here to learn the art of ministry, so that when you apply those things, you do well in ministry. (laughs) Hallelujah! So, for example, the teachers—you see—even the teachers like Pastor Samuel saying it's a sad story because not every teacher wants to demonstrate every teacher wants to strike so the strike is like some wounded something it doesn't have that's why the vice president will say that it's illegal because he has not felt it there's no unity there's no strength because if you are a teacher in Guyana you need to have the art of teaching oh you got to do lesson if you do lessons on the side, what the ministry gives you, even though it's not enough, this one comes to top up. So when it says strike, you're the you are right. Yeah. It's a skill. It's something you must acquire. Experience. Experience. Oh, I said experience. And if you are in ministry and you don't acquire experience, or, or you don't acquire skill by study or observation, you see that ministry will not be anything for you. you say, oh, what is ministry? Ministry is nothing. But ministry has been everything to me. Since 1995 that I became a pastor, ministry has been a blessing to me all across. I was talking to you about Maldives. It's not my my job that took me to Maldives. Prince's job took him around Guyana, but I didn't take him to Maldives. (laughs) If you follow his map, his travel uh, plans, travel uh, things. You see that? Yeah. He has traveled, but not to Maldives. Ministry! I passed through Qatar. When do I have the 2022 uh, World Cup? I almost went to watch Lionel Mercy. I said, no, I'm, I'm doing ministry, so let me continue my trip. It's ministry. It's ministry. And I'm not saying that come into ministry for the benefits. No come seeking God. And God who owns everything, who controls everything, will release to you what you need at what season and at what point in your life. All you need, all you need is to be like a tree. All you need is to be like a tree planted by the sides of the river. That is ministry. Just make sure that you find yourself where there's water, where there's, there's opportunity to acquire things from the earth and from the ground so that it will boost you, it will help you up. Someone. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. But he shall be like a tree. You shall be like a tree. Now, all of us are trees, but we are not planted by the rivers of water. Many of us are in ministry, but in ministry, ministry is being planted by the rivers of water. As against other things that people have, which is not planted by the rivers of water. Should I say it again? The Bible says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So all that we are, Bible says we are, we are God's garden. We are God's husbandry. First Corinthians chapter three, and verse now we are God's husbandry. We are God's plants. It means that you are tomato, you are kalalu, you are this, you are that, you are that. But the most important thing, if you are going to flourish, is where you are planted what you find yourself doing for the rest of your life. I said, what you find yourself doing for the rest of your life. Are you following what I'm saying? And so I'm saying that ministry is a place, ministry is like being planted by the rivers of water. Ministry is like being planted by the rivers of water. That's against the things in life. Because there's no security out there, I'm telling you. There's no security out there. you your up? There's no, there is no security out there. The most assured place of survival and doing well is ministry. The first the, 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 the forecourt or if you want to call it the holy place the holy, the holy place is in Christianity. The holiest of holies is ministry. Your life will be very different if you were to take ministry very serious. And to learn the art of it. That's how somebody tell me, I change vehicles. What do you want me to change? Only my shirt? You should, you should, you should come with me to Ghana one day. Yeah. And you'll see, you see, you want to talk about cars in ministry? Oh, please. <laughs> No, no, no. no. You see, and, and, and that, is, that is even something that many people don't understand. Many years ago, it has changed now, but many years ago, I saw the head of a denomination, a very, very big denomination that I respect. He, the, the, the head of it, he was driving an old BMW 318, the 3 Series. The color was green. When I Anytime I see, in fact, before the, uh, before the um, BMW, it was a, a, car- a Toyota carrier, not the old one. The one that Earl, Earl, yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that. I ask myself, is this the head of a denomination of about 100 churches in Guyana? I can't believe it. If you, if you see things like that, you can easily be discouraged. You may not understand it, and easily be discouraged. Because maybe the person is not into cars, number one. But even if the person is not even into cars, we who are following people must know what our leaders deserve. You see, I I can count. Because it's very important that I'm not greedy or filthy looker. That's one of the conditions. But it doesn't mean that you should not buy something nice for me. What are you really upon? What what are you you, you really upon? Oh, I've sacrificed. I'm a missionary. I've sacrificed everything. And I'm okay. I'm just moving around. Then he said, oh, as for bishop, he doesn't like anything. He's a missionary. He's moving around. God bless him. No, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> you now have to make sure that even though I have denied myself of things, that you rather would want me to have them. It is honor. You get it. So when I saw... His vehicle, and I saw the number of churches they have, and from my background and a little bit of the experience I have in the art of ministry, I realized that people don't appreciate leaders. I'm talking about ministry. If you understand what I'm saying, you want to ask God, God, why are you not calling me to ministry? <laughs> I'm saying ministry is the reverse of water. That you are planted at. You bear your fruit in season. I say you bear your fruit in season. Hallelujah. Ministry. And so you need to learn the art of it. The experience. The study. The observation. You see, unfortunately, um, I've had some relationships. uh, Did I tell you I've been here for 18 years? March 14th will be 19 years since I came here. Yeah. And um, since I came, or when I came, I have related with, you know, pastors. But, since 2020, that's when I really got people who are interested in what, what I have and what we carry. Like the pastors you see here. All those who I got to know from 2005 onwards. Hey, I have distributed thousands and thousands of books in Guyana. Trust me, I'm telling you. Books! Books! When I came here in 2005, one of my jobs was to go to every bookshop in the country. And I made sure that there was a or Mills book on every bookstore in this country. Many of the bookshops, bookshops have closed down. Yeah. Through that outlet, many ministries. Oh, you meet a pastor, you talk about that. God, say, oh, yeah, I think I have a book of him. Ask him what the book has done for him. They have not, they have not learned and developed the art by even giving access to a book. I know a pastor, as I'm talking, I, I have several of them. I have several of them. I remember one pastor. He used to invite me to his church. He doesn't invite me anymore. I don't know what I did to him. <laughs> but I remember going to his church and I told him, this, this your land is too small. Your, your church building, what I see in you, this, this building between two houses is too small. I'm talking about a small hall and somebody with great potential. I told him that you should be able to run two, three services every Sunday morning. Or you hand over this to somebody and go and buy a land somewhere and build a bigger church building. I've not seen it up to today. But I see the person walk around, big title, all over the place, smiling. I'm asking myself, what skill have you developed? What, what art have you gained? One day, the Lord spoke to me about a pastor in Linden. He told me to tell the guy that he travels too much. Yeah. He travels too much. And his church will not do well by how he's living his life. See, many pastors think that the more you are invited, the more important and the more No, 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 (laughs) no. Imitations actually take you off (laughs) the things that you are doing, you know. So it was Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams who one day was sharing his his testimony. He said that he died for a few hours. Yeah, he was praying and he he passed out for, for a couple of hours. He said the Lord, he met the Lord and the Lord asked him that all the places that he's been going to preach, who asked him to go? <laughs> you know Archbishop sure Nicholas Duncan Williams? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Many people know him. Even more than Daggy Mills, maybe. And he's, he's a very powerful man. Hey. When he speaks, hey, <laughs> you get excited. And he never went to school. He never went to school. Just as you see a classmate... Downtown in markets, oh, me and he went to school. At Bishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, he doesn't have anybody like that. He never went to school. That's what I'm saying. Ministry is being planted by the rivers of water. You read that somewhere. <laughs> what was I saying? He's all over there. God asked him all the places you've been going to preach who sent you? Wow. He said he was shocked. Because if, if people invite you to come and preach I mean it's an honor. How do you go and say in fact I find it funny or I'm sure all of us find it funny when you invite a preacher and he says "Oh, let me go and pray about it. He said, "Oh, I mean, what do you mean? So you can't come and pray? You can't come and preach? You're going to pray about it? Like what? I'm from the devil. I'm inviting you, something like that." (laughs) Since then, when you invite him, he takes his time. So it's like it's not about the invitation; it's about what you are doing for God. Because remember, the invitation it can also come over as somebody trying to determine what you do by them inviting you. To me, it's just like when people file for you to come to America. It's like some, some auntie or grandmother is determining where you live for the rest of your life. It's not correct. It is not correct. As much as when you go to America, when you go to America, you don't even send any money back home to your church. That file for me, put in for me, that people move in droves to America when you look at it spiritually it's your grandmother or somebody is determining your future of course there can be some that god is inside but you see the fruits of it and which you stop connecting worldly things to the fruits of god's presence in your life should i say it again when the devil told jesus that if you bow down to me i'll give you these things Jesus said, this is not what I want. This is not it. This is not what I want. But that is what Christians are after. We are after the things of the world. The lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. I'd rather go to a poor place. A poor country country where I can do ministry than go to a country where I can do ministry. If I'm a pastor. That's a determining factor. Where can I do ministry properly? I think that's where God wants me to go. So I'm saying that yeah, the art of ministry is something we need to acquire. Just like a trial text man. Because if you don't go to school, you can do you can put trial text on the wall. He's a rich man. All you need to know is how to count money. That's all. (laughs) Once you can count your money, yeah. Look at Reverend Ralph sitting down here. He said, he's a, a proper bona fide mass teacher St. Rose's High School a reputed uh, uh, high school a board school in the center in the middle of Georgetown he's on strike his money is not enough for him with all his his knowledge of (laughs) algebra and what logarithms and differentiations and sets and what and what Linear equations and what simultaneous equations calculus. He's he's facing Priyam and Ekchan about his salary. <laughs> yeah, I, I only 20 percent. I passed breakdown and I saw a few teachers. They said, Give me money and we're gonna get out of here. Give me money and we're gonna get out of here. Give me money. Go and do lessons and get extra money. <laughs> you have to you have to develop the skill a skill by experience or observation how do I prosper here I told somebody I met who said he was going to pilot school I said go abroad if you want to go to pilot school because there, there's no plane to fly when you finish the people who cook at the hotels they are from Carnegie they are not from um, what? They don't have degrees in home economic management from uh, uh, Oxford University. They are Carnegie Home of Economics. They are the ones who are chefs in our hotels around. You want to be a chef at the hotel? Please go to Carnegie. You may not like Carnegie, but that's, that's the secret to three months. Look. Skill! You need to acquire the arts of ministry. Nice math teacher. People know him. Ah sir, Seraph, Seraph, Sarah, Sarah, Yeah, yeah, He's fighting Priyamanakan for salaries. Me, I'm not fighting anybody for salaries. I could <laughs> I am parted by the rivers of water because I'm in ministry and all my needs are taken care of. God is looking after me, I'm telling you. <laughs> so one of things I want us to start with. And um, I'm sure we'll get into all of that. But there's a book here by Daggett Mills, my father, The Art of Ministry. We don't have copies here. I'm, I'm sure we'll have copies very soon. But once you can get a copy, it'll be good. The Art of Ministry. Alright? That's what we're looking at. Now, before we even go into that, and I'm picking from several places, I want us to look at Real ministry. Real ministry. Because it's not everything that ministry is that is real. Like I was telling you, the Archbishop maybe it was a personal thing that he was going around preaching. I mean, most soft after speaker, moving around, the apostle of prayer. I mean, when he speaks, demons run away. I tell you, when he speaks, demons run away. You know his wife left him at that point. Yeah. His wife left him. And people thought that. It was going to be the end of his ministry. It was after his wife left him, he became more stronger in ministry. (laughs) It's not everybody's call that is determined by their marriage. Is it possible who said that? God didn't say that. Or Jesus didn't say that. (laughs) Hey, The day when I heard... But my, my pastor, my father in the ministry say that Paul said we have taken his teachings too far. And it's in the book, Final Quest. I went and I, I opened my Final Quest. I went to read that part. Paul says, those who cause divisions, mark and avoid them. Jesus said, love your enemies. When they slap you here, give the other one. It's fantastic. Yeah. Real ministry. In Exodus chapter 25. Exodus chapter 25. We want to look at real ministry. Because to, to, to even delve into the art of ministry, we need to know what is real and what is not real. <laughs> yes. Like I said, maybe your face on posters all over Guyana doesn't really mean that you're doing ministry. For somebody, it may be but maybe for you, you may be wasting your time. The Lord spoke to me about a, a nice gentleman, a pastor, who is, you know, who is also very important around and all of that. Um, I didn't even know that uh, that was this problem, but that was the issue. The Lord told me to um, speak to him about going back to a church he started from many years ago. Now, people don't believe you. Oh. People don't believe. People don't believe that God can speak to you to tell them. You don't believe. Especially if they don't know you. But in the Bible, many people didn't know many people, but then they appeared and told them things that they took serious. So I told him that the Lord says that you should go back to your, your young days church. And the Lord says, it's because you are not in your position. That is why you don't even have a wife. I didn't even know that. Because I know he's a, a nice, handsome guy. And for all these years I've known him, I've never seen his better half. And I understood by that prophecy that his ministry, as he looks at it, is not what God wants him to do. And because of that, God is actually... God has been holding a wife from him to point his mind to something that he is not picking up. Because you think that a wife is very easy. A wife is not very simple to come home. To find a wife... As for girls, you can find girls. As, As for women, you can find women. As for a sex partner, you can have one. For somebody to cook for you, you can have one. But to find a wife... If it's that simple, the Bible wouldn't say that you have found a good thing. Good things don't just come so all over the place. <laughs> no, no, no. As for a girl, you can get a girl. As for liking, you can like somebody. Sex, if you, if you want. You can have sex with anybody. Food, Campton can be your, your, your chef. You can eat anywhere. Somebody can cook for it. But to have a woman by your side <laughs> is, is, is something else. Many have chosen and they've regretted. Because it's not easy to find that one. Where I come from, where I was born, people marry by fasting for 40 days and 40 nights for God to speak to them. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. In Ghana, I was born. When people are getting married, they 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 go into the wilderness and fast and wait on God to speak to them. So when I was I was um, introduced into ministry, a pastor that I know, he was very, very annoyed with Bishop Dag. Because that background, where I was coming from, you have to have a dream. You have to have a vision. God must have spoken to you. It, it must be something that you should be able to explain. But to come and say, Charlie, are you called? Come, you can do something. Come and do ministry. That, that pastor didn't like it at all. So when he saw me as a pastor, he said, Bishop, Doug is worrying these young, young, young boys. Wisdom is justified by his children. Because from where I grew up, I remember... When I got saved, the church that I was part of, you can't go to church with lipstick. You can't come to church with the pants. Hey, our prophet, he'll preach about you. You'll be the title of the message. (laughs) Lipstick? Pants? Hey! Who are you? You say you are (laughs) Jezebel. these hairstyles and these days you come to church and come and sit in the front seat with your lipstick and you are especially if if I would came in those days hey you have been a demon from from hell (laughs) (laughs) so in Exodus chapter 25 and verse 1 the Bible says in Exodus chapter 25 and verse 1 we are looking at real ministry We have to look at real ministry to to understand the art of ministry. Exodus 25. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. He shall take my offering. that's that's very interesting if you bring it willingly then it should be taken how do you know that the person is bringing willingly he must have discernment (laughs) that's the same kind of discernment Peter exercised in the days of Ananias and Sapphira he discerned that the offering that was coming was not willingly are you following yeah, and that's the only offering that God, God accepts but now I think we put anything in the offering bag thinking that we are okay because now we don't have that thing anymore where the pastor is standing there discernment when you bring your, your 5,000 I say, hey, what kind of nonsense is that go and bring the 20,000 in your bag <laughs> and that's, that's how we behave we give offerings that are not willingly God instructed Moses that the ones that come willingly, those are the ones that he should take. And this is the offering which he shall take of them gold and silver. Gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skins, dyed red and badger skins and sheeting wood. Oil for the light, spices for anointing oil and for sweet incense, oint stones, and stones to be set in the effort and in the breastplate. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it. Verse 17 or even verse 10. And they shall make an ark of sheeting wood. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof. And a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. And a cubit and a half the height thereof. Verse 11 says, And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold. Overlay it with pure gold. Verse 13, And thou shalt make staves or staves of sheeting wood and overlay them with gold. And thou shalt put the staves to the rings of the size of the ark that the ark may be born with them. It goes on in verse um, 17 and thou shalt make a messy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. And thou shalt make two cherubims of gold. I see the gold right there. and so on and so forth. Verse 21, And thou shalt put the mercy seat upon, above, uh, upon the ark, and in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. And he said, verse 24, And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold, and make there to a crown of gold run about it. Now, you will see here that as God gave Moses the parting in ministry, in building the, the tabernacle, almost everything was supposed to be in gold. i talking about real ministry. Gold is a sign of real ministry. Are you with me? I'm coming. You understand it even better. God chose gold as the sign. In fact, the Bible says in heaven, we are going to walk on streets of gold. Gold shows real things. I mean, (laughs) look at the things we do with gold. We don't do things with with the things we do with gold. Anything that you want to do in that same way it will be tested. And then you get to know that no, this is not gold. This is fake. That's why we like the Chinese. They'll put gold upon everything. Spray gold on it. It'll look like gold and it's cheaper. (laughs) Gold is a symbol of real ministry. Now, as the years went by, there was a king who rose up. Even in Solomon's days, Solomon copied the same patterns that God gave uh, uh, Moses. Gold, all over, gold, gold. It's like, as for ministry, as for God, this is real. If you, if, you, if you see gold, you see that this is ministry. But then another king rose up after King Solomon, one of his sons, who replaced when uh, um, the vessels in the house of God were taken away into captivity. That he replaced those vessels with brass. Are you following? It's like, it's like original... OEM parts OEM parts, original equipment uh, manufacturer many of the vehicles we drive the parts we buy and, and replace in the, in the vehicles are not OEM parts if you, if you want to change your brakes you go to any uh, car, uh, whatever, auto spare shop, you get brake parts but if you drive a Toyota it's not a Toyota brake parts you drive a Nissan, it's not a Nissan brake pads. If you drive a what, a Volkswagen, it's not a Volkswagen brake pads. It's brake pads that work for you. As long as you step on the brake and the car will stop, that's all we're looking for. You're not looking for the one that has OEM, Original Equipment Manufacturer, which is, this brake pad wasn't made by Toyota. It wasn't made by Nissan. It wasn't made, that those ones, because... That's how people have spoiled the market. It's like, if you buy from me, you have to buy the parts from me also. But since when you buy from me, the parts are expensive, there have been people who have come into the market creating similar workable solutions that helps you, that is practical. You don't need to spend more money. But it takes you away from the original manufacturer's quality, long-lasting part that would have helped you for five years. Are you with me? And so is the gold and the brass. We can read it. They're looking at the real ministry. In 2nd Chronicles. Chapter 12 and verse 9. 2nd Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 9. So Shishak. King of Egypt came against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord, which the treasures were gold. So Shisha came and he took away the treasures, the ark, the cherubims that were all overlaid with gold. He took them away. And the treasures of the king's house, he took all. He carried away also the shields of gold which Solomon made when Solomon rose up in ministry he understood what real ministry is because he learned the pattern from Moses he went into history he looked at the books remember that an art is what is a skill acquired by experience study or observation so when Solomon rose up he studied he studied he also saw the materials that his father also piled up for the building of the temple. And so by that now, he realized and recognized that gold is a real thing. If you are doing something, if you are doing a ring, it's not that they have platinum, platinum. they have white gold, all kind of fancy things, but jewelry is gold. It's, it's not that people try to say, Oh, it's only a woman you can marry, you can also marry a man apart from that jewelry is gold growing up my my mother's bracelet amber it's gold there was nothing like white gold even if you show white gold they will say no 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 they don't believe it gold is gold you <laughs> can have some white gold it looks white and it's gold what kind of thing is that now there's something is black platinum all kinds of things options but solomon developed the art of putting the temple together from Moses. I mean here you can even speak of how you need to learn ministry from somebody and, and, and we are going to talk about the art of following. Is one of the things I want to touch on. The art of following which is an art. If you want to do well in ministry, you have to be able to follow somebody. Why is it that if you want your children to go to school and pass their exams, we take them to a lesson of a renowned teacher. Whether you like them or not. My son goes to a lesson. If it wasn't because of the name of the lesson, I would have moved him a long time ago. Because the people are disgusting bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was paying my, I was paying his lesson's fees. I sent from my bank account directly to the account of the people. Then they called me and said that I should bring proof of the payment. So I told them, how big are you? When I pay GPL, they don't call me and say I should bring any proof of payment. They know how to recognize my payment on their end. I pay my GPL bill online, all my utilities, everything I pay online. Nobody calls me and say, please bring a proof. You are as small a lesson as you are. When I pay into your account online, I should bring a proof. So okay, I said, no problem. Because they're threatening to put my child out of the lessons. So it's, it's his education. So I said, okay, let me, let me go and deal with these people. I went there. I log into my account online. I showed them Money they, Gun. They said, they said, they need that. I said, the app, I'm not able to screenshot it. So I can't. They said, they need, as you go into the bank and collect a proof and bring it to them. I said, so I didn't mind them. For three or four months, we were fighting. So, I managed to uh, get a copy. If I go on my iPad, I'm able to. Or my phone doesn't allow me. if I go on my iPad, I'm able to download a PDF copy of the transaction. So, I said, praise the Lord. I sent it to them. They said, I should print it and bring it inside. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, I send you the, the PDF by WhatsApp it's WhatsApp you communicate with me so I also communicate to you by WhatsApp no they said I should print it and let a child bring it to the school <laughs> they want to put it on fire are you there? Solomon learned that if you are building a church, if you are building the house of God, it must be covered with real things. If you are doing ministry, it must be real. When his son, next verse, Rehoboam, instead, the Bible says, go, go back, verse 9. So, and the treasures of the king's house, Shishak took all. He carried away also the shields of gold which Solomon had made. The man went to mine gold. He took excavators into the interior. I, I, I tell you. And he brought out gold. Penny weights of gold. I mean, if you get... The other day I went to a, a, a gold a, a jewelry place. And um, they were weighing... Um, they're weighing gold. Some small like sugar. Then they said, It's what? It's worth a hundred thousand. I said, Ah! So I asked myself, These gold bars that when you see movies they have in the back, somebody should give me one of that. I'll be very happy for that. <laughs> Some little powdery something they put it on the scale, then they check. They say it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. I said, What? I need one of these gold bars in this movie, James Bond. A gold finger. It has gold bars. If I when it touches you, you turn into gold. Oh, why how I want that miracle to come here, so you turn into gold? So I put you inside my house. <laughs> little bit the Bible says Solomon made shields shields of gold because he understood that ministry, the reality of the ministry is is represented by gold in the next verse, his son instead of which king Rehoboam made shields of brass brass looks like gold but it's not gold The science uh, says that uh, brass is uh, an alloy of copper and I think zinc. God is telling us from these two kings, this guy who came on the scene, who said he's caught by God and that he's, he's, he's also building the church. Instead of Moses' gold and Solomon's gold, he used brass. Which we know from record that that is not the type of mineral, that's not the type of substance you use for ministry. In other words, people are doing ministry in a certain sense now. Brass type of ministry. That is why it's important to develop the art because if we don't develop the art, brass will look gold, And it is not. It is not. Having a church... Having a building does not make you... You're not, it's not real ministry if you just have a building. Even having a congregation. Meeting every Sunday. It, it, it does not speak of reality of ministry. Yes. I mean, having a title. You see, even the titles. <laughs> the titles. Having a title doesn't necessarily make you somebody who holds a title like I was telling you earlier. If you are made a bishop in our church, it's trouble. I mean, it's an honor. Otherwise, I think I would have said, "You know what? Bishop, please keep me at reverend. It's okay for me." Because, pastor, Sid, the the troubles, the issues, the problems. Oh, it's too much. Hey. It's a very high demanding environment, especially if you're a bishop in our church. One day, the prophet was even telling us, my father was saying that, one day he, he, uh, somebody was selected to be consecrated as bishop. The guy said, he, he doesn't think he's known well. He doesn't qualify. He doesn't know why they chose him because he knows he, he doesn't qualify. <laughs> he, said, he said, he said, who, who brought my name up? <laughs> the, 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 that person doesn't know me yeah so he wrote a letter to ex- tell her that please don't put, don't call my name <laughs> don't consecrate me <laughs> Leave my name out of this. No, this, this you, you your age was a mistake. hey. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. Gold and brass. I'm sure when we get LED screens, you enjoy the screens properly. Yeah, but if you, this looks a little more lighter than that. If you look on the screen behind you, it looks a little different. Yeah. Gold and brass. Brass is, is a fake type of ministry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you see by the grace of God, some of the things you to to bring a church this far, you have to be serious with God. To have a conference that starts eight o'clock in the morning for all day, you 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 got you gotta be you gotta be a very you gotta be a very serious man. (laughs) And you can see it. This shows you how serious ministry is. Yes. If it was easy, you see people. You see people. Oh, I'm sure if we're doing a concert, you see. Yeah. And tomorrow night they say they're doing some concert somewhere. You see the people. Yeah. Music is not ministry. Should I say it again? Music is not ministry. How how shall they believe? What did the book tell, Romans tell us? That somebody should preach for them to believe. Yeah. Singing is nice. Singing is part of what we do when we are in the presence of God and when we come together. But it is not the real thing to people being saved. It is preaching. So if we are having a concert, I prefer that we break for 30 minutes and somebody shares something evangelistic. That's an altar call. And then we close. Otherwise, the music is just to make people excited and they go back in their sins. So, so you see people who step up and say I'm a psalmist. It's nice. But you should be able to move people from just singing and excitement into salvation. Otherwise your ministry is not gold, it's brass. Bible said we are people we are we are ambassadors of Christ. As if God is making a plea through us. We have come to reconcile men back to God. That's our purpose. That is ministry. And so if your ministry is not bringing people to God, you are not doing real ministry. And something very interesting that I've observed around, I don't know if you've observed it, I have been to several churches, um, funerals, this and that. You see, you hear good preaching. You never see people practically lead people to Christ in the service. You should watch it and see. Altar calls for salvation are not regular things in our country on a Sunday morning. Maybe because we have bought into the doctrine of baptism being the means by which somebody is saved. That's why we don't do altar calls. So your church can be there. Your church can be there for yes. You see, you are doing ministry, but it's brass, it's an alloy. You are just combining things. You are just doing things, but it is not real ministry. Let me tell you, salvation is not baptism. Let us not go back to foundation of Christianity. Salvation is different from baptism. And church membership doesn't come from baptism. We are baptized into Christ, not into good, separate church. Am I saying something? No. You, you, you watch it. Every Sunday, I have been taught by my father to do altar calls. You see people come forward to give their life to Christ. I, 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 this, is, this is a place where souls are turned out. Chained. There's a, a turning of people from sin into righteousness. It is the only factory on earth that does that. Every other institution does something else, and so if we are going to do real ministry, we must be able to change souls. People must come on and live saved. But to be saved, you have to call. You have to call. You see, it's like liking a girl or knowing a girl around you like her, and you, are not, you are not telling her you love her, you like her, and every time you see her, you are smiling. Every time you are smiling, and when, you, when, when she passes you, you are watching her, and you behave like a toque. You can you speak. The, the, the practical thing is that, sister, I really admire you. I have feelings for you. I want to propose to you. That, that's a practicality of getting a woman to come and be with you. But if you keep smiling to her every Sunday morning, it doesn't change the, 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 the thing. It's the same way if you just preach about hell and heaven and not give people the opportunity to give their life to Jesus, you have not taken them to the end of where they have to go. Hallelujah. so ministry can be, you can be there doing things thinking that you are doing ministry but it's the brass type, it's not the gold type and I'll say it again that let us not link baptism to salvation, it is not because what John came to do wasn't the same thing that the disciples were doing after Jesus died and rose again it's, it's There are two different things John came to prepare the way. We are not preparing the way still. The way has been prepared already. So the baptism of repentance is no more valid. You baptize after you are saved now. In the days of John, there was no salvation. So baptism was the type of salvation. Believe in the Lord Jesus and thou shalt be saved. Not, not, not be baptized and thou shall be saved it is with the heart we believe and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation not baptism it's, it's so clear there is an Adventist teaching of, 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 of doctrine that has eaten the Caribbean for years it does not even encourage speaking in tongues. Which I, when I get a chance, we'll talk about prayer. Prayer is part of the art of ministry. Praying in tongues is very important. And praying in tongues for hours is also very important. It's an art that you need to develop in ministry. Not just when uh, we are singing some nice songs. That we say, oh, shalabba, ah, shalabba. And that's it. Five minutes, you're done. And I've seen several meetings, Pastor Sam. I've seen men of God gather in Guyana, they say we are praying for Guyana and there's no corporate prayer. Somebody comes to take the microphone and he prays. And he goes, somebody takes the microphone and prays. No, if you are praying for Guyana, everybody we are all giving access into the Holy of Holies. Let us all lift up our voice and pray for Guyana. That, that's how we do it. I see that there's some man of God whose prayer is nice who will be called and will come and lead the congregation in prayer for five minutes. I'd rather lead the congregation in prayer for one hour, each of us speaking in tongues. God hearing, that's all you got, corporate prayer. And this one man come, that's why we can't have all nights in Guyana properly. Because people can't pray for a long time. Because they are not taught to pray. We are the ones who pray for the people. Yeah, they don't have the skill and ministry you need to develop the art of ministry ladies and gentlemen it's important otherwise you think ministry is not for you but I stated it ministry is like being planted by the rivers of water you will definitely bear your fruit in season I'm telling you there's nothing like being chosen by God to work for him there's nothing Paul said I have everything that I know and I've, I I, I, I've I call all of them by badang For the excellency. For the excellency. And you are called in ministry. And you are leaving ministry. You are discouraging ministry. You are broken in ministry. You have not developed the art. That's why. The skill. By studying. By observation. And by experience. You don't have it. Because the ministry has not been a a good type of ministry. Like I'm saying. who, Who in their right minds bring a church here? And, and I heard a pastor say, oh, he likes my vision. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it's, not, it's not something that I am aware of that I have a vision. I'm just doing what, 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 what I feel. <laughs> so so I, I, like, I like his vision. Uh, if you ask me what's your vision, I won't be able to answer that question. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I may disappoint you on the TV station. My vision is to preach the word and to get many people saved. Establish. Raise them to become disciples of Jesus Christ. That's that's my vision. But if you say, "Oh, wow, the church, the priest, wow, the man's vision is big. Ah, God is big already. So why should I have another uh, big? He's big. Or he's big. He's big. You see, it means that ministry has not dropped deep into your spirit in a certain sense. The guy, Second Chronicles. Is that where we are at? Instead of which King Rehobo made shields of brass and committed them to the hands of the chief of the guard that kept the entrance of the king's house. He replaced the gold with brass. Which is an alloy, not real gold. When it comes to engagement rings and these wedding rings, there are some ladies, they like diamond they say, I want a stone. But there are stones and there are diamonds, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, the ones that, that is diamond. It's expensive. Hey, you should go to the people. Some small glittery something. You can get a big fat stone that is cheaper than the small thing that is diamond. But it's, it's, it's complete. The qualities are different. The qualities are different. And say so in Acts chapter 6, verse 1. We're talking about real ministry. I love it too. Real ministry. We have to align ourselves with real ministry. I like Pastor Shane's um, theme. There's a word in your theme that I like. The colonization. It reminds me of the British Empire. <laughs> yeah, we have to colonize a place. Colonize areas, na- neighborhoods, towns, cities. It should be like the British Empire. They went far to places where they didn't know and they colonized black people and they brought them somewhere here. <laughs> I like that word colonization in this thing. But <laughs> we should adopt it. The colonization church. <laughs> it's very nice. Hey, it gives you a certain mindset, <laughs> mentality, which is very, very important, such as a man thinking in his heart. So in those days, when the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the food for the poor uh, thing distribution. Papi was telling me when he uh, took his uh, Basanta, members from Grove, when he took them back, holding their bags with rice and black peas. The people who didn't come to church, when they saw them, they asking him, where is me own, where is my own, where is my own? <laughs> Challenge the sweet, Papa, I tell you. <laughs> your own is in the church, must come next to you for your own rice. <laughs> this is it. The Grecians were murmuring. They are saying that the people were discriminating against them. Because they were Greek. And then. So, Greeks were like the foreigners in the church. And the Hebrews, who were the Jews, they were being taken care of more than the Greek. The Greek. They, they were complaining. So, the Bible says that their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. The pampers. The black eyepiece, peas, the rice, the flour, the uh, mark well. Yeah, the mark well. <laughs> verse, verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye among you, seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. (laughs) You go back to the the verse before, but okay, verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. The word of God and tables. Gold and brass. Feeding the poor, giving people food when they are hungry, seems and it looks like you are doing God's work. Because Jesus I was hungry. And he didn't give me anything to eat. But what do you choose from? Do you choose the word of God or you choose seven tables? and that's what the disciples decided they said you know what this word of God we've been preaching from house to house preaching and ministering, preaching and teaching now people have risen up and said that we should call all the widows together because some woman from from a Greek woman has come to say that the people are racial so the apostles realized that they were being drawn into something that somebody else could handle and not them. They were being drawn away from real ministry into pseudo ministry. And so they said, you know what? We will not allow this to happen. We will not allow this to happen. We will not allow this to happen. We will will actually shed off that thing which is trying to move us into a pseudo ministry and focus on what is the real ministry. And it, it goes on verse 4 again. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. That is real ministry. Yeah. Now, it is very interesting that the society, the society, and, and, and I, have, I have come to, you know, acknowledge the fact that a lot of things that many of us do in our lives, even in our, in our Christian lives, is, is, is uh, dictated by what people think of us and what people see us. Is by society. Whether you make a right decision or a wrong decision, it's society that determines that. Many people don't make decisions based on the scriptures. If you, if you look at the, uh, the LG, whatever, uh, community... It's society. It's the acceptance of society that they've been fighting for. And that's what has established them. It's like once you're able to break through society, you are relevant. But it doesn't make you, doesn't make what you're doing a real thing and a good thing. Am, am I saying what, what I'm saying? Yeah, because, you know, the, the, in the Caribbean, I have noticed that maybe from the grace that God gave Dr. Miles Monroe, many people wanted to go that way it wasn't given to, unless you catch the anointing on his life, you can't do that because Dr. Miles well, I mean, worldwide ministry from a small island in the Caribbean was very important in his country advised the prime minister and all of that several prime ministers and and government officials involved him in their decision making processes now, you have to really make sure that God wants you to do something like that before you get yourself into it And, and Dr. Miles didn't choose it God raised him up and then he found himself there. I don't think he started by saying, you know what, I want to become very influential and be with the prime minister. No, 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 no. He sought the kingdom of God first, and this became byproducts. We are talking about real ministry, ladies and gentlemen. Real ministry is not to position yourself in the society to make a difference. You cannot make a difference in the society if it's not prayer and the word. policy are you going to change in this evil and dark world now P- Putin is killing people in Russia <laughs> there's a guy called Navalny the, the only opposition leader in Russia the guy has survived attempts on his life he was poisoned, he was this, he was that and anytime he goes out and he's well he comes back to Russia and people are telling him Charlie, he said no it's worth sacrificing his life he was put in jail in Siberia about three years now. Siberia in the in the northern part of Russia, the cold is sub zero degrees temperature. Just two days or three days ago, they released that he's dead. Everybody says Putin has killed him. Because Russia is about to enter into elections. So Putin doesn't want any opposition. Who, who's going to tell Putin that he should stop what he's doing? He's in Ukraine. Trying don't you talk about the country? Are you going to be part of the Russian government and make a difference in Russia as a Christian? you gotta be, You got to be a joker. You're going to join Putin and make a difference in the world? The people that we compare, and, and I had a pastor, you see, I argued this point somewhere with a, with a pastor friend, and then he was saying, oh, but Daniel and Joseph, I said, you don't read your Bible well. In the days of Daniel and Joseph and those guys, the, the, the rule of government was different than now. Now it's democratic. So one person doesn't have a, a, a complete say. In those days, if you affect one man, you affect everybody. Now, it has to go to parliament. It has to be debated. Everybody has to buy into it. The president or somebody has to believe in you so much to take that idea of yours to parliament for the debate. The president is not even in the parliament anyway. In those days, there were people who did not choose. God placed them there. It's not something you vie for. By your works and by the grace of God upon your life, they see you and they say, you know what? We need this man to come and help us. Then you say whether you want to do it or not. But it's God who positions people. Sometimes when they come, that's why when Elisha, when he caused Naaman the Syrian to be be healed, that's why he refused the things he brought for him. Because real ministry is not to receive something from you who is so arrogant. Real ministry is not to even take your offering because your attitude and your offering doesn't match. If you're not into real ministry, any of you say, Oh, God bless you. Oh, God bless. Father. I pray for your blessings upon your child. No, no, some offerings you should refuse if you're into real ministry, <laughs> especially the bigger ones. It may be the one that has something attached to it. <laughs> yeah, are we reading from the Bible? When the church started, the disciples grew, they were being forced to stop shortening their prayer time and then settle and give people rice, sugar, flour. The apostles realized that in our time as we are building the temple, we need gold here, not brass. And gold for them was prayer and then ministering of the word if we have been called into ministry it's going to be praying it's going to be ministry of the word oh yes oh I said oh yes I don't want to be affiliated with any, anything or anywhere that I can't preach if I'm called so when I go to parent teacher meeting I struggle because they, they don't allow me to preach <laughs> I have to go there as a father and sit down and then listen, sometimes I have questions. I said, man, meanwhile, meanwhile, see, let, me, let me get along. with me. Because these people start asking my questions. <laughs> I, was, I was telling uh, the mother of Jesus, this group assignment by teachers. I said they should cancel it. Every teacher knows that group assignment doesn't work. Every teacher knows that. Pastor Sam, group assignments don't work. But because it is enshrined in a curriculum, we have to do it. That is where the letter kills. Because I'll, I'll tell you about another hypocrisy in our system. Because the children don't even respect teachers. How would they expect, respect another colleague who is in charge of a project? Another student who they have every authority to refuse and reject and not like is the group leader of a project. When the teacher herself or himself, they don't give her the assignment. Tell me whether somebody is not crazy. Is this what you want to go inside and make a difference? That's not real ministry. Remember here we are talking about something that looks like it, but it's not it. And sometimes if you are not an expert or you are not experienced, you can't differentiate between real gold and fake gold. They have to use mercury. They have to use mercury and, and test it for, for, the, for the color and then make sure that this is real gold. And so as we walk around and we are saying we are doing ministry, you have to have the spirit of God, you have to know the scriptures. Skill at the art is what skill by experience, by what study or observation to be able to decipher that this thing is not real ministry. Look at look at this CPCE thing they have. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a pastor in, in Lethem who has been called to Georgetown. To come and uh, um, uh, continue his CPC class. For how long? Only God knows. Wh- wh- why don't they have a school there that he can go to there and let him? Why does he have to leave his church and come all the way to Georgetown? So now it is between whether he should continue ministry or, 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 or not follow the teaching. But, uh, but, but the, the exciting thing is that he's a married man. He's supposed to report to campus I think around 10 o'clock. It's You can't come in after 10. The secondary school students is well, they, should, they should do that to the form one people. Big people who are now going to be teachers, you can't tell them what time they should come inside. It, it, it is wrongly placed. You start from secondary school and primary school. I, my daughter used to go to St. Rose's High. I'll be on her case, uh, not to go late. When we get there 9.15, I'll be, when as I'm driving, I'm, I'm, I'm tense. It's 9, 9.10, 9. Then I drop at 9.15. I watch her as she goes through, and I think she has to write her name at the entrance. So when she comes, I come ask her, so what happened? He said, nothing happened. I said, what do you mean by nothing happened? I, said, I saw you writing your name, as a late, come I said, eh, they don't do nothing to you. I like the TI. You stay outside. (laughs) Everybody know that you are late for school. (laughs) You see all them boys who think that they are they are cool. You see how they will come to school early. That's real school. A school that a teacher cannot discipline. When I was going to school, me as a head prefect, I had a cane to lash my fellow students. As a head boy prophet, I was given a cane by my headmaster. I had and I, I lash. Oh, I lash people bad. I lash people bad. <laughs> I was given a cane. Yeah, hey, hey. yeah. Totally. When they lash a boy, he went home, his his back became like barbecue chicken. Oh yeah. yeah. He went home. His mother wore short pants to come to the school to come and beat me up. <laughs> I was saved by my headmaster. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't come and beat me. No, no, no. I'm hiding under the wings of my headmaster. Who gave me the cane? So it became custom that if they disrespect me, they run away home immediately. Because they know they'll get barbecue back. <laughs> as a student, as a head boy, not a teacher. Our assistant headmaster, he was called, his call name was expensive. That was his school name. Expensive. Prince is not big and tall. Maybe daddy. Maybe Prince's father. He was big and tall. He came to our school in an era where the students, the seniors, the fourth formers and the fifth formers took over the school. Yeah, they, they come to class with Guinness. Yeah, when the teacher is teaching, they are drinking Guinness. There was a set of about 12 guys. Oh, they tend they ten the school upside down. They won't go for assembly. They do not go to school. And this, this uh, was brought from another secondary school to our school to be the assistant headmaster. Special assignment. <laughs> when he finished with our school, all those boys were in jail. I'm telling you. They, the school was clean. They had to come and write CXE from the house. They were not allowed to stay on campus any longer. Because all of us were in the, it was a boarding school. They were sent home. When it's English A, you come that day. You come and write, immediately you're out. Police came to organize them out of the school. The man came, you know the tire? The tire of the vehicle. He cut about two and a half feet, a piece like that. It's about three inches, two and a half feet. That was his lash. He will, he will, he will, hit, you, he will hit your chest and hit your back at the same time. <laughs> You will come to morning assembly at 8 o'clock. You making a joke? Real schoolers is here. Real school. <laughs> I tell you, he came, when he came in, we had, we had done a demonstration, a strike against the authorities of the school. They arrested the head teacher and they put him in our toilet. And they locked him up in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You see, you 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 are, you are not aggressive here. You you, you 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 See, your 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 art of aggressiveness is, is, is not is not. No no no. It's not. It's, it's brass. It's brass. Strike that people are going to school. Strike that people are out there. A kingdom divided against itself shall not stand. That's why the VP will say that it's illegal. They organized themselves. I don't know where they got military uniforms from. Lower six, that's Cape, level one, and then fifth formers. About 12 of them in military uniform. With the red bands on their head around their areas. Midnight, I was in form two, second form. Grade grade one, eight. Midnight. They woke everybody up. Can you imagine grade, grade eight, I was about 13 years old. Organize all of us. Pack your bags, pack your things ready for rapture. We go to school with mattress because there are bunk beds but you have to go with your mattress. So you roll your mattress, you put a, 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 a rope around it, your, your shoes and your, your bag ready. The, the Lord's Passover. <laughs> and they organize us behind them into the headmaster's house. Not knowing they had made roadblocks, about three of them. The first one in front of his garage, the second one halfway, and then the last one at the main gate. Because they, they suspected that he would run away. So the headmaster got the hand, midnight, with fire, bra- fire brands, like how the chief priests and Judas went to the garden of Gethsemane. <laughs> and with the small, small boys behind them, you can't, you can't say you won't go. And they're marching with military uniform, students, oh, students, got to the headmaster's house, We trying to break in the door. The headmaster had a garage, and so he went into the garage quietly, he opened the, the bolts. he went into his vehicle, and he just drove out, pushed the doors out. When he was going, he didn't know there was a roadblock. His car went over the, 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 the stones that they had parked there. He couldn't go in, so he went up, and the car was suspended, and his tires were screeching. Woo! They went and took him out. They, are, they have, they have lit a, a, a bonfire, a big one on our school football field. He was a very hairy man, like Esau. People said, Let's go and roast his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's father, head teacher, he was a very notorious head teacher. He doesn't smile. Somebody said, No, don't do that. Then they, hey, Charlie, oh. <laughs> Second form. Then they treated him like, like Jesus. They go behind him and they slap him from behind. And they say, tell me who slapped you. <laughs> Students and a teacher. A teacher. Then they said, no, no, let's, uh, it's okay. Then the, the toilet. Our toilet was a big, like half of the stage. Half was the, water, uh, the, the WC, the toilet, and half was the shower. Like that. The boys, we go and we're we all bathing one time. And um, we didn't have good water supply, so we have to go and fetch water and come and flush the toilet every morning. First form, second form, that's your job. The number two is full like that in the toilet bowl. And the whole day, everybody uses it. And in the morning, for, second form, grade seven, grade eight, you go and fetch water from the stream. You come, everybody has their... Number one is yours, number two is yours. It's for Collins, it's for Ralph, it's for, like that. So you come, you, f- you bring water, and you flush. The, number two is full. It's full. And there are flies. So you have to pour water inside. And fetch water. Prince. <laughs> Until there's no number two. Then we, had, we had brooms that we used to use. Not brushes, brooms. Short brooms, pointer brooms that we used to do the cleaning. <laughs> that period, there was one particular that they had closed. And the number two was four like that. It was, that was the place they put the headmaster. By afternoon, around 2 p.m., when the regional education officer came to negotiate with the police chief for them to give, give them the, to break because the two, the two are with the key. The man has strength in size. Because there's even no place to sit. So about 20 cubicles of, of number two fall like that. And this, this part is shower. This part is the toilet. It's just a middle piece that's there. Where does he even sit? Somebody's father. He was there from around 7 o'clock in the morning till about 2 p.m. So when this expensive came, he came into that reputation. cleaned the school. He cleaned the school. I'm telling you. He cleaned the school. When you see him coming, you run. Big and tall like that. And he used to walk very relaxed. And he's holding the tie. <laughs> Eight o'clock, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be in, school, in class, and you're walking around. What's the reason? Before you open your mouth, it hits your, your chest and your back. Together. <laughs> Oh, ah, prince. Eight o'clock, nobody will tell you, go and sit down. He cleaned the school. That's the real ministry. (laughs) It's not this type that we have that you can't correct a child. You can't take a child's phone away from him. Because the parents will come to the school and come and fight you. There's no real school anymore in our country, I'm telling you. I don't want to be a teacher. They will, they, will, they, will, they will put me in jail. If I become a teacher, they, will put, they will put me in jail. So, I don't want to be a teacher at all. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be on Facebook. I'll be catching this front page. <laughs> I'll, beat all the, I'll beat all the children. Say, <laughs> Mark, I'll beat all the children. Oh, yeah. Even in the church, when we started, when we started in Isla Penitence, the people that were coming to the church, these scheme children, very disgusting, very bad. I mean, Isla Penitence thieves. Bandits in north Northeast, West Runveld. Kwame McCoy comes from uh, East Runveld. He uh, comes uh, from uh, there, uh, Kwame McCoy. He came from a squatting area, yeah, front circle. That's where Kwame McCoy comes from. A set of bandits and, and, and illegal gun owners, a ghetto people. Those are the people who are coming to our church. Hey, I used to seize their phones. when I'm doing young people's church you kneel down until I finish preaching oh you remember Prince, you were there You go. On, I'll bring you to the stage you'll be on your knees until I finish preaching you think it's, it's not a church it's a militarized church those children still come to church they love me more than anything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they love me more than anything they still come to church they are big people now There's a a young girl who was 40, 15 years old. You should see her today. She's a big woman. I made her roll down like a barrel from one end to the other church of the church. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I've changed though. I've changed very much. (laughs) Yeah. She rolled. She did something I said she should apologize. And she was she was playing styles. I said, you know what? Don't that's not how to apologize. Lie here, or roll like a barrel to the end and come back. Then I will accept your apology. And she she rolled like that. And then when she would she wrote this side and we turn her properly. so go straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even now, now if I do marriage counseling and then let's say the wife is the wife is at at, um, at fault. I ask her to kneel down and apologize. Some wives, they are fancy. I'm sorry. It's a pride. <laughs> I said, Is that how you say sorry? Get up. Go on your knees. They watch me so. I said, You watch me? Go on your knees. Yeah, go on your knees and they say, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry what? You say, my- Sarah called Abraham my Lord. So sir- I'm sorry, my Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can ask them, they'll tell you. No, no, no. Church without discipline is not church. Church where you can just do anything you feel like. It's not church. Ask yourself, do people have their, a right to do anything in heaven? Do you think that in God's kingdom, in heaven, an agent can say, say, God, rest yourself. I, I got a call. I'm going to answer a call. God, I come in just now. In he- I come in. In heaven, everybody does the same thing. Orderly, one accord. But in a church, confusion. Then when you're teaching about a loyal assistant, then another person is going to challenge you on internet. You don't have an assistant, that's why. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. You can't have an assistant who has his own mind. can you have a wife who has his own uh, own mind. Somebody told me, Bishop, let me, let me talk, let me answer him on Facebook and ask him, ask him if his wife has a different mind, will he be happy? I said, no, don't worry. Don't. We, we are not going on Facebook to fight can you have a wife who has her own mind? When you tell the children A, they also tell the children B. And there there are some things like that. Yeah, they hear something from the the, the, the one party, and then they hear something else from daddy. My father in the ministry, Bishop Doug, he said he didn't know until his father died that his father had children outside his marriage. His mother never said anything about it. His mother will always say, your father is the best father. When his father died, he realized the man has some children somewhere. That, 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 that's, that's, that's a wife. If you give me a blow, it's okay. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> it was a wake up because you were sleeping, so I had to wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I love you you make a mistake and I love you, I'll take you back. Oh. Why should I throw you away? Ah Yeah. I'll probably just slap you one or two and then just take you back. <laughs> now I mean if you really love somebody, things don't I mean not what I say, but you know, things don't really separate you from your the person you love is the is shallow ones that hey, things determine the love. For God so loved the world, the world that is wicked, God loves the world. It's not conditional. You understand? And so we have to give ourselves to real ministry. We have to learn real ministry. We have to do the things right, properly. We have to be interested in evangelism, discipleship church building, leadership training we must, we must focus on the things that are real you see a pastor came to me many years ago and from what he was doing, he came to me with a laptop he went to Suriname to do ministry and um, you know people were falling people were vomiting as for vomiting, we can all vomit here if we want to vomit <laughs> it's not by vomit I'm telling you <laughs> So he had a recording of it. And he came to my office when I was uh, uh, in Georgetown. And he came to, you know, we're talking. And he said, oh, I went to Suriname. Let me show you some of the things. So people falling, people doing blah, blah. I said, wow. You know. And I was just waiting for him to finish what he wanted to say. But he didn't. But I perceived that he was using that to say, oh, you know what? I can come and minister if you want me to come here and minister. Like a pastor told me in Babies in Revenue Science Church that he, his ministry, he's an expert in deliverance. So anytime I have a demon that I can't handle, I should call him. <laughs> you are Jesus. You are Jesus in Guyana. I see. He's the only, he's the only I should be, if I have demon I can't cast, I should call him. That's not real ministry. Casting out devils is not that. the scripture that says cast out devils, there are other things in that same scripture. Go into the world, preach the gospel. He that believed will be saved. And this castle devils, heal the sick. It's not just cast out devils that you are to bring my devils from Georgetown to you in babies. Hey, specialized ministry. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> what was I saying? Are you following? What was I saying? Real ministry. Uh huh. Laptop. Yeah. Yeah. So, I discovered, I didn't invite him. Because I discovered that he didn't even really have a church. He doesn't even have a church. Where he preaches Sunday, somebody's church that he's taking care of, the person wasn't around. So I ask myself, if you don't know how to gather 10 people, (laughs) I should invite you to come and preach in my church so people will vomit? You're not interested in vomit. When I realized that he doesn't have a church that I have started a church, I'm the pastor, I have five people, I have eight people, he doesn't have that. I, I just, I just cancelled him in my mind. Because I realized that he was not into real ministry. He's going around, people falling down, people vomiting. And he's using that to, to, to make him feel like he's a man of God. But a man of God is like a, a man who can't choose a woman and marry the woman for a few years or many years. You're not a man. Hello. Because it takes something to, to say, I love you and I'll marry you and take you to the altar and do the wedding, and live with you with all the problems. It takes something to do that. So if you don't have three people, ten people in your church, you can't come and say you are going to preach in a church. I should gather people for you to come and let them vomit? I'll I'll give them something, let them vomit right in my presence. (laughs) If that's the, if vomit is what is important. You realize that this person doesn't know what real ministry is about. When the apostles were saying that, we will focus on prayer and ministry of the word, you are focusing on people vomiting. Casting out devils. Deliverance. One pastor, I hope he comes. I heard that he's sending, this year he's sending his, uh, some church members So, so. This our third year. First year we invited him. He said he won't come because I don't have his spirit. I've never forgotten that guy. I like him bad for saying that. He said, he, I don't have his spirit. So I wanted to find out what he meant. Then the, the the my assistant pastor who was speaking to him said that he said um, he had a, he was doing a deliverance one day of a girl who used to come to our church, and the things that came out that's what made him decide that I don't have a spirit. Hey, real ministry. So anytime we call him, he say he won't come, and I, I intentionally tell them call my friend, tell him that he should come to the conference. This year, I got a hint that he might be sending some people. So I said, hey, now I think his mind is changing about me. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Hallelujah. Three reasons why we should be engaged in real ministry. Number one, the church is the only institution that is mandated to preach the gospel and make disciples of every nation. The church is the only institution that is mandated to preach the gospel and make disciples of every nation. Wow, it's almost lunchtime. These lunch, lunch, lunch times. When we, when we go to Ghana, forgive thyself. You can easily hear that oh lunch is 12, what? You can have lunch at three. <laughs> Breakfast is at two. <laughs> Yeah, because the food, you know, the food takes away momentum. Because when you go and eat and come back, you see that it's. Yeah, well, I think they made lunch for you too, so we have to look at it at moment. But are you hungry? I'm not hungry. Papi, you're smiling. It means you're hungry. <laughs> it can't be hungry, is it? <laughs> the church is the only institution that is mandated. To preach the gospel and make disciples of every nation. That's why you must stick to real ministry. If we don't do real ministry, who is going to do this? Who is going to fulfill this mandate? The ministry of education is not even helping people properly. Then you are going to stop preaching and join the ministry of education. They will make your hand follow. I mean, I have come to realize that if you follow these people, your hand will fall. Your hand, big time. They will disappoint you. They will disappoint you. The church is the only institution. Nobody else will preach for us but the church. So if you leave your (laughs) one day. I think there was a discussion in one of our meetings, and then we were saying that, you know, in the household, um, the wives they like help. The wife want help, isn't it? Sometimes the wife even cry that he doesn't help me. Oh, he sit down and just watch TV. He doesn't do nothing. Doesn't help with the children. <laughs> you know, don't do nothing. <laughs> Some wives have that complaint, right? Now, <laughs> we're, we're, so we're saying that. How come? Because the African type of marriage is a little different from the Caribbean type of marriage. Yeah. (laughs) Now, so the African typical wife will want help in the house to wash, to cook, to clean, take care of everything. But then we're saying that if you don't mind somebody helping with all of that, Why do you mind sharing the bed with somebody? (laughs) It it, it was a joke, right? But it's like something that somebody is ordained to do, they never want to give it up for anybody else. It's like, yes, if you bring somebody here to help cooking, I don't mind. It's even better because I stand on my... These days, my knee arthritis is tried to disturb me. So, if I get a younger person who will help, fine. But you never allow a younger person to also share the bed with you. No, because that is, is, that is one of the few things. I mean, not, that's not actually the thing. Though. Marriage is not just the sex trap. That's what well, sex, you can get it anywhere if you want it. But it's like that part alone, that part, that part which the definition of even adultery and things are based on, that part, you know, you, you can't even think of sharing. Even though Solomon had to share his own with many people. Because when you are mandated to perform a role, you don't shed the responsibility to somebody else. Not even if they come to help you in some areas. You can't just give the whole thing to them. And that's why... Because African wives, they are very boring. When it comes to sex, they're very boring. African wives? You can ask them. Mary, huh? Oh? You're an African wife? Yeah, if you compare your notes with Stacey, which one is better? E, maybe you should compare notes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you are better than Stacey, the way it looks. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I said... I, I, say, I said to myself, I'll be very surprised to see my father kiss my mother. I, I never saw that. Never saw that growing up. And my mom and dad in a very, you know, love, no, 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 no. Cozy, no, 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 no. If I, when, when, when we became a bit more conscious, my father has his own room and my mother had, had her own room. Yeah, they were sharing different bedrooms. And I, now I understand it as I've grown. But I didn't understand it there. And now I understand. I'm sure you understand it now also if you are if you're big. Yeah, you you understand it when you grow. Yeah. Oh, Raphael. You're looking at Mary. (laughs) You understand it when you grow. He says what? It's everywhere, right? Yeah. You don't understand certain things. So the church's responsibility is to preach. The church is the only institution that is mandated to preach the gospel. Do you know another organization, Exxon, that preaches the gospel? Exxon Gospel Crusade. (laughs) Offshore evangelistic ministry. International Development Bank churches network worldwide. These people don't do what we are doing. Why do we want to leave this and then go and do education and go and do this, that, that, that? We are the only institution, the only woman who is, who has been married to this house to do this thing. So you better do it. Stop asking for KFC chicken all the time. Chinese. Yeah. When it comes, then you... You do some little pepper and you just add it to it like you cooked it. You didn't cook it. <laughs> Whos that? she <laughs> And you know you see that in marriages, many wives tend to, especially when the children get big and they also can cook and take care of their father. Say put some rice on for your father." <laughs> yeah Yeah. And there's no problem with it. So that's why we joke and try to provoke the woman. So why do you have a problem if another one comes to also share the bed with you? Don't you have a problem with it? But cooking? You you mind? let's buy from the woman at a, at, a, at a gas station there, So, so is the woman who should feed me in this house after I've married you for 25 years? Cooking and washing? Cooking and washing. No, 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 no. I can't watch. I am able to burn no more. I've I been for 50 years of my life. Let them children watch the thing yeah so it is very normal and it's not difficult to give up your responsibility that you are supposed to be the one in charge of it is so easy to shake to your responsibility it's, it's so easy to uh, look to somebody to do it and that's why the church must be conscious that if we are going to do real ministry we have to make sure that our responsibility is not being done by somebody nobody else is mandated to do that Number two, we must not try to impress the world by doing things that they want us to do. We must not impress the world by doing things that they want us to do. Like I said, I don't know how I'm going to marry somebody who probably has left their church, fought for their pastor. They are looking for another pastor to marry them, and I am the one they they chose. I don't know how I'll get myself into such a trouble, <clears throat> because I scream, I have conditions. I will not be moved into blessing any marriage that I am not familiar with, Because it's not my job. Blessing marriages really, is not my job. Jesus didn't say, "Go ye devil and preach the gospel and put uh, and marry, do marriages, cast devils, heal the sick. It's not inside. We must not try to impress the world by doing things that they want us to do. Some of these rice that people put under their chairs, that money, I needed to do my road. (laughs) The money that people used to buy this rice that they they put under people's chairs in the church, that money they used, I beg you, please, can you tell them I need that money for my road? Buy rice for church members to eat. We need to build churches, we need to support pastors, we need to support ministry properly. As for the hungry, you always have the hungry with you. Beep, beep, rice, rice give a lot of diseases. <laughs> Starch. The world has a way. When when Maduro wanted to come to a you see what he said. That's why people started having big uh, prayer, prayer, prayer meetings. I refused any of the meetings that I was invited to. Maduro should come and take a secure. It's okay. He should come and help us run the country. I am not going to fast and pray because one president wants to take part of a land that is not for them. Why would a president and a ruling government want to involve the church inside this? why don't you allow us in our churches to just do what we want to do we can have prayer meetings and fight that without you having to tell us we are citizens, we don't want fights, we don't want battle we don't want war but don't call me, because it's something that we also have interest in that we should come together, and after that you just throw me away it's like a one night stand I'm like a dangle, you sex me and you throw me away the next day, why are you not calling us every week to come and help do something let Maduro shake himself right now don't call us again I don't go to them meetings. You see, the meeting is over. Has anybody called you? If you say you want to see them, you have to book an appointment. You can easily not see them. Yeah. No, we must not try to impress the world. There's somebody who called us and appointed us and ordained us. He's called God Almighty. He's the one we must seek to impress, not the world. Not a nation, not a society, not a community. we must seek to impress God, who has called us into the ministry. Judah said, "This is alabaster you could have been sold to impress the world. Oh Jesus, don't you see that? It's not a good idea. Instead of just wasting this oil on your, on your feet. It could have been sold. I know a, a children's home, that will be blessed by the proceeds from this alabaster box of oil. Judas wanted the world to be impressed when the woman wanted to impress God and honor the man of God. Yeah. We should not be forced to impress. or We should not try to impress the world by doing things that they want us to do. Number three, we can only defeat Satan and his cohorts with real ministry. We can only defeat Satan and his cohorts with real ministry. That one thing is not real. It doesn't stand the test of time. So, the Bible says that a man who listens to the word of God and um, does it is likened to a man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-four. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Why wow, is it important? And the rains or the rain descended on, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. There's something called flood, there's something called rain, and something called wind that beats anything that you are into or inside in this life whether ministry, whether marriage whether education, whatever it is there is something called the flood the wind, there is something called the, the what? the rain that seems to come and beat upon anything you stand for and believe in will it fall? if it falls it means that it wasn't real if it stands it means it was real if your ministry falls, it means that your ministry wasn't real anyway. I'm sure there are ministries that, and, and I know one or two, that are fizzled out. You don't know where they are anymore. There's a man of God I, I, I know. And he was prominent in those days, moving around. I think he even wrote a book. At a point, you can't even find him. You don't even know where his church is. The building that they were renting, I think the, 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 somebody bought it and broke it down. Some, some, you, you, you can't seem to find him around. Because sometimes people, I, I know one of the things that I thank God for, for Guyanese, that uh, Guyanese are very eloquent. Both male and female. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like Guyanese women praying. Oh, you feel the power, power I tell you. If you are if you are down if you are down courage, call a woman a guard, call a, a lady pastor, or call a deaconess of the church. Let her pray with you. I tell you, you know your soul will rise up from downcast. I'm telling you. Pray, oh God, mighty God. That's why I like, Prophetess Chondel. I love her bad. Hey, you'll be up not down courage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they have something. They. They speak from, from their emotions. Oh, Jesus. And there are a lot of men also like that around. Sometimes they are, they are into terminology, forming words with terms. Raw. Push. Pull, pray until something happens. Push. You're having a push session. All of that. But you realize that with all them fancy fancy things there's nothing real on the ground one of the things that, I re- that is real makes a church real is a building. it's a building a building makes a church real no matter what you think about a Catholic church or whatever you can see there are buildings all over sometimes I feel like some of them they don't even open it up but it is there the name is on the building And even if it's once every two weeks, it is still there. The church name is still in existence. But if you are a man of God or you have a ministry, you don't have the building. (laughs) I was in um, in the Netherlands last year. And I think this year. Earlier this year. And I I discovered something I was telling my brother who's pastoring our church there. I said, you know what? Over the years when I was here and when I left and now that I've even started coming back here, I see that one of the strategies of the devil here in Europe is about a location. It is so expensive to rent a place. The church where I had the conference at, how you can make foolproof of your ministry. I used to go to that church before I met uh, Bishop Diagod Mills. And they have moved around. The the building they use, they pay 5,000 euros every month. million Guyanese dollars every month. They use the place only on Sundays. From 9 to 12, they're done, they're gone. Until the next week. At the end of the month, they pay 5,000 euros. And this is a place that they have been renting for years. They wanted even to mortgage and buy the place. Now they've heard that the government wants to break down all the buildings in the area and turn them into apartments. So now they have to find a place and go. To find a place. I remember when, Lighthouse Chapel International, in my time, our numbers came down drastically. When a school dining hall we were renting, the man we were paying the money to was not passing the money to the school. So one day, the principal came around on a Sunday and saw us there and inquired about what was going on. Right on the next day, we were evicted from the school. That season, we were counting about 120 members. I mean, a head count on a Sunday. When they evicted us, I struggled to get a place the next Sunday. The only place I got was a place that we went to share with the church. We were going to meet there from 7 to 9 in the morning. 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. in Europe church. You are a joker. (laughs) <laughs> nobody will come. <laughs> that mean to die? But I took it. Because it was the only otherwise, it's like Sunday has come, there's no place to meet. It's not like there's a tree, you can go and sit under a tree or something. Europe, you, you can't do certain things. So I took that offer, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. From one twenty, I think we were, we were about 20 people. Hey! All of those discouraged me about ministry abroad. <laughs> 7 to 9, by 8.30, the leaders are outside. Because they said they are coming to pray at 9 for, to heat up the place before the church starts. So, 8.30, when I'm preaching, I'm preaching. I've not even done all talk. I've not finished. They are outside, they are outside. People, they open the door and they look. They open the door and they look. And when you're in the hall and somebody opens the door about 2, 3 times and look, you get distracted. <laughs> I'm telling you. From 1.30, we came to about 20 people before we started climbing again. So, if you don't have a church building, for example, it doesn't make your ministry real. If you don't build a house, it may not be anything in life because sometimes you even bring problems when you have a house. But in ministry, you need a permanent place. You need a location. You need a building. Because there's a way that the rains come, the floods come, and the winds blow and that should not be able to move you away or destroy what you are doing because if you don't have a permanent place the people will scatter the people will scatter i said so the people will scatter you should ask jesus he will tell you when he was arrested his church the, the church was finished because they didn't have a meeting place <laughs> there's no permanent place they're always moving The church on the move maybe you can also try the church on the move you don't pay rent, you don't pay light bill, you don't have all those things cleaning, sweeping, uh, music, sound, church on the go. Because I saw the other day somebody has a gym on the go. They bring the gym to you. They say, We bring the gym to you. Yeah, it's a small van. You bring the gym to you. So I ask myself, What, what would they do? It looks like they have the dumbbells and things. They'll come to your house and maybe one hour and make you pull up some things. Uh, uh, and then maybe give them some 2000 and they're gone. I said, wow, it's a great idea. If you are lazy and don't want to get out of your house, bring the gym to my house. <laughs> it's a business. Hallelujah. What's number one? Real ministry. Why do we need to be involved in real ministry? Number one, the church is the only institution that is mandated to preach the gospel and make disciples of every nation. Number two, you must not try to impress the world by doing things that they want us to do. God is the one who called us. And he is the one we must seek to please. We can only defeat Satan and his cohorts with real ministry. If it is not real, it will fall. If it is not real, it will fall. If you marry somebody for money... I don't want to marry anybody who doesn't have money No problem Tandy try it and see You're married because of money No problem The winds will blow The rains will come, the floods It will beat your marriage And we'll see We'll see, we'll see We'll see the pressure yeah, Your ministry Your dream doing ministry You see, some people, some people do ministry because it's convenient. You have to be careful if you're doing ministry because of out of convenience. Because when the trials come, when the temptations come, you beat it. I met a pastor who was pastoring two churches at one time. And I asked, why why are you pastoring two churches? He said the pastor of the other church got a green card and he migrated to America. Can green card separate you from your church? Wow. What a ministry you have. Green card. I can give you a red one if you want uh, uh, Red is better. Well, green card. card. Sister, can green card separate you from your ministry, Karen. That now your, your father, your, your father, your, your grandfather is in America, isn't it? Sister Elsa's father is in He says, Come to America. Carol, you wasting your time with that African man there in number, number two canal. He said, Grandfather. I think you are in the spirit. God is moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've had that a few times. People were pushed by their relatives. Come to America. Come to America. There was a young lady who, who uh, helps me in the office. Her father says, Come to America. I said, America. This here is America. You can change, can change Guyana to Guy-America. Uh, Guy it's right here. Don't put it on right Guy-America. Is that what I said? I said, you know what? And this is somebody who, even this father that we are talking about, she was 21 years old when he discovered that that man is her father. So I said, number one, the man has a family already. You will be a nuisance among them. You go to America, you see the man and his wife and his children... And, and you know women already. Christian women are a little different from the worldly women. But you know women already. And now all of a sudden there's a 21-year-old woman who has come to be in the house. And then my husband seems to pay more attention to her than to... to hey! I, say, I told her, I said, I can prophesy. I will not have to prophesy. I'll predict that six months after you get to America, you'll be on your own in a fellow's house. You'll find a boyfriend quickly to move to. Because you will not be able to survive in that two-bedroom apartment with your, your, your father after 21 years and his wife and the bikinis pe- pe- that are in the house. Oh, do, you'll be terrorized. It's a whole adjustment. To adjust to the man, to adjust to his family, to adjust to the wife, adjust to the sibling. It's a lifetime job. I've watched documentaries of people who didn't know their parents, their fathers and then after they were 40 years old they went looking for them, they were orphans and when they found them in the hype of it, they all went for dinner excited and all that, after that, that's it because what else are you getting? You're, you're, you're a married woman, you have a life 40 something years old, yeah you, you know your father is alive, he lives here, what is he doing for you? I watched a documentary of Kirk Franklin looking for his father if you watched it, he doesn't know his father. So recently, there was some DNA test. The guy that his mother says is his father, the DNA doesn't match. The one that the mother says is not his father, the DNA matches. Okay <laughs> frankly. You come't see him. These American people. <laughs> <laughs> he has a whole album in line with the whole, the whole process. So he comes home to his son and he sits down with his son like that. He sits down on the carpet holding the son's hand and talking to the son. Talking, talking. He doesn't want to repeat what his father did. You know this American and how they. Sh- <laughs> yeah. Dramatic. Yeah. Aerobics. theatrics. Are you, are you are you with me? So let us let us understand that ministry can be real or not real. And that we should develop the art of ministry to be involved in real ministry because that is what was standard test of times. Now, I can say, you see, I came full-time 2005. I'm to go on lunch break with this. 2005, 1st of March, I became a full-time pastor. Now, I was supported for about two years. And after that, my father told me, you're on your own. If you can't take care of yourself, pack your bags and come back to Ghana. I said, yes sir. (laughs) So I started on a quest to to survive. You understand? So I came. Two years later, support was taken away. I had not broken even yet. Or maybe I had broken even, but um, if if you put HR, then it was even. So I realized that I don't know if you understand, but... When, when I take salary and pay utilities and all of that... Then the church doesn't have any money. I realized that it's not the, the right way forward. So I decided to take less salary. So that at least... The, 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 the difference will be like our savings. For the church to be there. Because if tomorrow there's something and there's no money... It's like the pastor is just waiting for the bank account when you see you are waiting when the money drops in the bank account you are, you are collecting the money it, it, it was a very bad feeling so I decided to take less salary and use my, my private car and do taxi and try and manage <laughs> yes was the shit do taxi oh I wasn't a good taxi driver at all <laughs> it didn't help it just, eh, eh, because how can I be a taxi driver when I only uh, go to the base after rush hour. Because I have to drop my wife and the children. By the time <laughs> I say, you by the time I drop them, everybody's in school, everybody's at work. <laughs> when I go to the base, I'm packed. Anytime that I hear two five, pick somebody from here. Two five. Wow, wow, wow. by 2 By two thirty, when I have to go and pick up children, I'm going pick up wife. By the time I take them home. Psalms 5.36. Who is on the road that you're going to pick? <laughs> and I said, because of ministry in the evening, I will not give my number out for people to call me after 6 p.m. Because after 6, I have a prayer meeting or I have Bible study. So my taxi was between 10 and 1 o'clock. <laughs> How can you post me as a taxi driver? I said, look at me, Lord. Lord you have to speak on my behalf (laughs) Is it (laughs) real ministry you gotta speak to God I'm telling you prayer is in real ministry by the grace of God we broke even we had some little reserve we are building and I was able to have full salary from that time by the grace of God until today and I don't see myself going back even no matter what the devil want to do real ministry stands the test of time I'm telling you I was told that can you imagine a pastor who doesn't take salary doesn't have any source of income. So I, I got a hint that my father in the ministry doesn't take a salary anymore for many years. And I know he doesn't get anything from his books also. Doesn't get a dollar from his books. Hey, that's real ministry. <laughs> real ministry is not when we are waiting for a lighthouse to transfer uh, how many to, into our bank account at the twenty fifth of or twenty sixth of the month. That's not real ministry. Hey, we need the money. We need the money. I tell you. <laughs> but you get to a place where that monthly thing is not. It's, it's not. It's not it anymore. Oh, how I want to get there. So, so what, yeah, how I want to get it. Well, Ministry is so deep and far. Why, why will you abandon ministry when well, you are not even going to take salary? Taking salary from the church is also nice. The problem with it is that you have to work hard so that there's money all the time for you to get it. It teaches you something. Because when you are there, you just get money. Like I was being supported for two years. I don't have to do anything. I'll be there when I go and check my account. Money is inside. I say, yeah, I'm a man of God. When it was cut off, I said, Hey. Then my father said, If you can't pack your bags, come back home. I said, Nah, I could. I'm going to make it. I know that I'll make it. I know God is on my side. And I did a taxi. Whenever I see church members, then I duck in the car like that. When I'm at the base and I'm waiting for passengers, then I see something, I see church members passing. I feel so shaped. I duck like that. I, I raised my head to see that they're gone. I said, okay, all right. One day, one taxi driver asked me, You say sabbatman I said, Yeah, I Sabbath <laughs> They realized that they realized that this guy, when he this car he doesn't come out. He doesn't come out. That that's the place I heard. This indecent language. Prince I shouldn't say it, right? Okay, all right. That's where I heard them. I never knew the Guyanese indecent words. Until I joined the taxi rank. Then they would would say it. I thought there was somebody they were gossiping about. (laughs) Because they said that word. They said, "Ah, who is this person that these people are talking about like that? I came to church one Sunday and I said, please, what is the meaning of this word? And I mentioned it. Everybody said, oh. I said, oh, why? They said, no. I said, no, what? You can't say that. I said, I can't say What? I said that's not a good word. I said, I hear people saying it at a place that I went the other day. I want to know what it means. I said, No, Reverend, you don't want to know. And they say, I shouldn't say it because even after today, after they are born again and washed by the blood, they still don't want to hear it. I press on, and you see that by the grace of God, we have churches, we have churches here. We have buildings here. We have pastors. All the things that are going on. Pastors leaving. Church members leaving. Uh, corona has come. COVID, whatever, whatever. But you see that the church is still there. It's real ministry. Gold, it's not, if it goes through fire. It becomes even pure. May we admonish and embrace real ministry. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah.